Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. On this episode of It's a Bit, we're going to give you guys a few updates of things going on around here, including softball progress, we're making our way through softball. It's getting better. It's getting better. Um, we're going to do our bit of the week. As always, we're going to do a guest interview with Jim Shockey. He's an outfitter, author, producer, host of the Shockies, the Professionals, and Uncharted on the Outdoors channel. Super awesome interview with Jim. Big outdoors guy. Big game. It's a really good time with him. And then we're going to end all that with two truths and a lie with some wacky news articles. All that and more on It's a Bit. This is the It's a Bit podcast presented by 10,000 Takes, 10,000 Takes, featuring JJ, Boss Man, and Wags, who I've heard are pretty fucking cool. 10,000 Takes. This is the It's a Bit podcast. Right, everyone welcome back to it's a bit presented by 10,000 takes i'm your host boss man joined by wags jj and we're back for another week of the show another week of the podcast um the studio has been bolted that the the window was like hanging off again there were complaints in the building so the realtors don't even trust us by fixing it they just fucking put some nails in it and now we're like prisoners in here and it's a hot box i think uh, i can confirm for all three of us that ball sweat is accumulating yes yes and uh our non-official sponsor uh manscaped has the wipes no, i'm kidding <laughs> we're not sponsored by oh, yeah, the wipes I wipe up the balls. They, they would have been a perfect fucking plug god damn it manscaped, damn it, manscaped. hit us up Give us the promo code well, 10K for 10 per- 10% off a razor that shaves everything. Well, there's also man wipes, too. That's another popular brand. Oh, yeah. Man wipes. Is that, is that like to like wipe that area down there, or is yeah, it like to prevent You're talking to me ejaculation? like I'm a four-year-old. You can To wipe your douche? Like, what? No, it? no, no. Like a man wipes to wipe. I don't get the concept. Is it the wipe? So you don't get all sweaty up in the junk area? Right. Okay, okay. That's so it's like deodorant. It's like, I've just been wiping my deodorant stick down there. No, that's untrue. Very, <laughs> I've, very I've false. just been, uh, I've been doing the same thing since middle school. I just spread an aggressive amount of tag down there. The tag yeah. body spray. Yeah. My, uh, my girlfriend recently got me ball deodorant and ball toner. And you just spray hmm. it on there, and it works like a charm. I almost want right. to laugh like I'm 12. I know. I'm kind of <laughs> I got, I got stuff for my balls. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I got the ball kit. It's like you get the shaving kit, but it's for your Dude, balls. I always love those Manscaped commercials. It's always like this hot chick just surfing, and she's like holding the thing in her hand. Like, <laughs> like That's it. Oh, my gosh. She's like just in Manscaped. a bikini, and she's like, Manscaped. It's like. The most sexualized ad ever, but I still fall for it. Every, every, every dude is just, all right, give me that. I'll get that girl if I shave down there. Yep. That's advertising. Sex sells. Welcome to advertising. Uh, if advertising you are a model and you want to work for 10K, make us some money. Let's let's get it. We'll do the fashion bit. We'll do the red, the red carpet thing. Help us sell T-shirts. <laughs> just wear our small T-shirt and help us sell T-shirts. Yeah. Or it could be like the, uh, what's this, SNL, the Chippendales bit with Chris, Chris Farley. Farley and Patrick Swayze. You R.I.P. take that angle with Bubba because Bubba. he clearly, did you guys yeah, see the right. video The video oh, of him 
of him doing the thing with that uh, Kenta Maeda was stretching and it looked like a sex oh. position. That's the one Dave Portnoy retweeted of yes. ours. But then Bubba recreated it and he was shirtless. Oh, and you'd see his hernia just Dude, I don't know how he – he's definitely having what we call an episode because I don't know how he did that. It looked like his whole body was literally going to break. Like I don't know how his legs didn't break Gravity down, was like, just collapse. hanging – his body was just hanging. Gravity wanted to take it to the floor so bad. The best part about that video is as he's doing it, he's giving the camera the fuck me eyes. Yes. Yeah, he was just staring. He zoomed in on his face in the video. Yeah, that's the fuck me face. It yes. goes back to when he took a picture for the beard bit thing we were doing a year ago. No, no shave corona. He has that weird look on his face. And whenever he has that weird look on his face, you probably don't want to look into his eyes for more nope, than three seconds. Nope. Yeah, because something's going to happen. Very disturbing. He'll just show up in your in your bathroom, come out, and want all your food. But moving like moving on from Bubba, though, very exciting news happening here at 10K. We are hosting our first ever event. I know we've done some virtual type stuff in the past because of COVID, but we're hosting our first ever in-person event. So on Saturday, this Saturday, May 22nd, I almost said March, May 22nd, starting at 6 o'clock p.m. Central at Bigwood Brewing in, in White Bear Lake. We're going to be having a wild watch party. We rented this big-ass big truck. <laughs> dude it's funny because i went there for the first time with my parents and we're like so they probably get that the name's like a bit right and then they do you, you saw a waitress walking around and she had a shirt that said chicks dig big wood i'm like dude, okay they have and they have a drink there when we went there called morning wood they totally get it mm-hmm. yeah like i was just laughing is that like a craft beer it's it's a very good beer it's yes. good beer yeah. but anyways so yeah we we rented thanks to all over media and the minnesotan we rented a big truck we're gonna park out in their back patio area to play the wild game that'll be game four against the knights right yep that'll be game, game four. four and we're gonna be there live we've never really done anything live before so oh we're live i didn't know I that didn't know that hopefully we're... we don't have our own burt bit but <laughs> well if we if we can get caught swearing yeah you're right it just you're right so we can be caught swearing but yeah. Luckily, very, something worse. In fact, the very next episode of It's a Bit will be at that set event, and yes. it's going to be yep. live. It's going to be our first ever live There's fucking be... episode of It's a Bit. It's uh, it's going to be. It's going to be. Hopefully, it's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. Like it I mean, be we fun. We don't want to give away too much, but we're going to do like a pint chugging contest. Uh, maybe trying to get Bubba to commit to doing an eating challenge. But that might breaks. be that might be up to the minute because he backs in and out stuff yeah. so we'll, we'll 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 push him to try to do something like that maybe check our uh, social media accounts because i think on thursday we will be sending uh like an updated flyer of all the events and stuff coming yeah out. the time and yeah schedule. either either way we're gonna be there from probably 6 p.m until until they kick us out so come hang out bigwood brewery 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 bigwood brewery brewery buddy brewery for bigwood brewing brewery for the white bear lake summy? minnesota at six o'clock for the wild watch party i would honestly say the only other place you could be other than this if you want to watch the wild is the game itself and so tickets not, are outrageous if you're not going to the game come hang out with us trust me it's going to be a really fun time six o'clock bigwood brewing white bear lake the other thing we got to announce with the with the momentum of the wild is we're giving away a kaprizov signed puck we partnered with fan hq and yz yz um, yeah. I, that's like that's such a like, stupid like radio thing to do is like oh i think they're in yz yeah. like, who gives a fuck yeah, I mean, well, for, aren't they? Aren't they all over? Yeah, Macro and they're on the internet. And, yeah, they sell all their stuff. The internet, on the internet. Yeah. They're on the internet. That's Doesn't why matter if they're in or not. Right. Um, but we partnered with them to give away a puck signed by the one and only Soviet savior Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, that that uh, promotion will go until the end of the playoffs. All you got to do is retweet. You'll be able to find the tweet on our Twitter. Retweet the tweet. Follow us. Follow Fan HQ. You're entered to win. 
We'll pay for shipping and all that shit. I'm not sure if anyone here has been on eBay lately, but the price of Krill Kaprizov, like just autographed uh, memorabilia, is going through the roof right now. So, I mean, I, if you're a big fan, keep the puck, but you could also turn a pretty hold on to that, that as an investment yeah. for when he retires. Exactly. Which, whoever knows how long that'll be, but it's like sitting on a stock. Because we all know he's going to be better than Alexander Ovechkin. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Right. Better than uh, Sergey Fedorov. Let's just name all these. And it was Sergei it was Fedorov funny because so fa- so fan fan HQ made up like the rules for the promo, and they said at the end of the playoffs. So when I posted on Instagram, I said promotional will run until after we win the cup. So when they say, you did, did they mean the whole entire? First of all, yeah, you probably did. Asshole. Jinxing is so stupid. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I wish I, I had enough disagree. power to jinx stuff, and I would, I would jinx myself every time I was going to lose money. It's just as bullshit as garbage time argument. Go right. on. So when they say end of playoffs, is it till the end of the Minnesota Wild's playoff run? Or yes. Until the, okay. Yep. So yep. Until, until the Wild are out, which will be after the Stanley Cup has concluded. So um, Sounds good. I remember we, of time. speaking on what we just spoke, the jinxing shit, I, I remember we tweeted out, like, hey, we're going to take a shot of fireball for every single goal the Wild score during the game. People were like, you guys fucking jinx the Wild. How are three no, kids we, no, they won, sitting, they won sitting in? Yes, they won because we, we took more shots. To the more shots we took, the better they played. As Dom from the Athletics would say, we manifested a victory, right? Yeah. But anyways, how do three kids, I guess three adults, um, in an apartment in Apple Valley, Minnesota, how do we have any outcome of a game in Las Vegas? Everyone who's saying we were jinxing the team. If can we had the power to do that, I'd be a trillionaire already because I could modify we, any market I wanted to invest in. Yeah. We should be flattered if we should be flattered if someone criticizes for us because that means we have that much influence. authority and influence on not only a team but on reality, right? Right. This isn't a video. <laughs> this game. is some. This is that we are. You can't just take the other controller. And 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 turn off the you know take the, take out the batteries and have you know like you guys ever done that in Shell? Oh like yeah. You want to win, so you like put the other controller in the middle or turn it off. Or or I'll just I'll just quickly I'll, or or, or that, I'll but. quickly uh, go to settings and change the difficulty back to rookie quick. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Long story short, that's what people say we have the power to do. Yes. And unfortunately, we do. We don't. If we, we did have we the power to do that, it. we would give all of our teams championships mm-hmm. and and world hunger. We'd fix but that we don't. too. I thought you'd and say you'd give all of our teams world hunger. Yes. We'd make all the other teams too hungry to play against the Wild why so that not? they would be they'd have such low energy that they wouldn't be able to skate because they don't have food. Yeah. Why that's not? one that's one angle to take if you are God, so keep that in mind. Um anyways, just the NHL playoffs. Obviously the Wild played their first game yesterday Sunday. when we recorded this on today is Monday. Uh they played the first game Sunday. We did the fireball shot bit. We we originally said every time they were going to score, but then we just kept drinking. We're like, maybe if we drink more, they might actually score, and it worked. I think it, it was did. probably a good thing that I wasn't there because if I I wouldn't have done fireball and I would have threw out the whole, uh, you know, yeah, you wouldn't have, you, you would have been the and, cameraman. I, I yeah, well, no, because if you were but, drinking something else, we wouldn't allow that. No, but we would have lost because the vibe wouldn't have been cohesive. There would have been a well, that would have been your fault then. Yeah, it would have been my fault. So people, people can can make me to be a, the authority figure here that can run the world. What? I am the Illuminati. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I'm a globalist. I'm not a globalist. <laughs> the fuck are you talking gang, about? I don't gang. know. I don't know anything you just said. <laughs> you, you found a way to spin a conversation about us doing fireball shots affecting the wild game to a fucking political statement. Only you. <laughs> hey, he's, I'm wearing just a, he's wearing a goddamn party boy shirt. He's talking like his IQ is. <laughs> it's a Monday. Is like max level. All right, my brain is fried. Literally, I mean, look at me. 
You you look like a goddamn lobster. The, so. the the brain did probably fry some brain cells this weekend. The brain, the sun. <laughs> Dude, this is not. This is a Monday right Stop. now. Stop. This is a Monday. Reminds me of that Sunday. This podcast is a Monday, bro. We did a few weeks back when we were all recovering from hangovers. We did two Sunday through. shows before this. It yeah. sucked. Ooh, I hated my life the whole time. I felt like a like a robot, just like trying to push my way through. My brain was just dead. Yep. Like a zombie. Makes Monday nights a lot more free, though. Monday nights are a little more free. It's the start off the week, and you yeah, know, a little bit of Monday night, after this. A little Monday night fuckery, but yes, sir. Monday night um, blues. Moving on to Wednesday. We played softball again. We made it to extra innings this week. Credit to us. We had like four alternates who played. Turns out we played a little better. Thanks to Didn't those you lose both games? Yeah, we did but lose this both was games, the first time that we had lost, and we didn't get killed. Okay. Yeah, so, no, it was, our, yeah, it was our first L, and we lost by one. Like yeah. both games, first, like their first game, or what? we lost by one the first game, basically like a walk off situation. Got the then game. we got murdered the oh, second okay. game. No, but the, the point is, we've gotten murdered four. Okay, we've had five losses, right? We've no, yeah, we're we're one in five. So yeah, <laughs> five losses. Four of those were blowouts. One of them was losing off a walk off. So that's more impressive than getting blown out. No, that first game, according to we my had, logic, we had so much tenacity. Well, unfortunately, I think what was it? It was like eleven to one, and then we did, we, we just put went up ten in runs in inning. one inning. Yeah, in like six. the sixth inning, and, and they're six inning games. Right? People in seven Vegas were pissed. Like so, Odds makers, were yeah, pissed. yeah. People in Vegas were nuts. I mean, people on ESPN were just ecstatic about the excitement of the game. The boys definitely covered on Wednesday. The boys we definitely covered, and the boys were buzzing for a little bit. Well, and you guys know, uh, good teams win, great teams covered. We yep. just did it for all the gamblers out there. That's what we play for. That's all we did. Yeah, we purposely lost. Yeah. Okay, that's what we do. We pulled the point. It's a bit. bit. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So yeah, we, <laughs> we we lose for the bit. We lost no, we the don't. first game on on a walk off, and it was actually funny because Corey from the Minnesotan. We've been we've been going back and forth on this wild watch party. He called me early Saturday morning, and he said I was at my son's hockey game in Hudson, and you know they just got their clocks cleaned. You know they got killed. I go well, a team that you sponsored on Wednesday night has a, knows a similar feeling, and he like took him a second, and then he just started dying. I'm like, yeah. You regretting that investment yet? <laughs> it was like we got beat like thirty-three to eight the first game we played. Well, too ten k. We're not. I mean, yeah, it's obviously we're there to play softball, but we're also there for a whole other reason, and that's content creation. So yes. right, we're a, entertainers. That's that's our it's, purpose. That's we're we not are. fucking. Athletes. We show up to have fun and to make content, and just a dub is secondary. And don't get me wrong, we all fucking want that dub. We want that dub, but. If we the don't get it, you know, as long as we get a solid day of having fun with the boys, I think. Uh, if you had fun, you won. If you had Nobody fun, you won. Yeah, we're in third grade. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we're in third if you grade. Had, if you had fun, you won. Except we're eight for year if olds. You except for you, if you didn't. But we that second game though, that was just, it was really bad. But we played. But those guys, but with those heart. guys had like hand signals and shit. I remember looking at them, and be like, "Are you? You kids are probably really proud that their dad is going to softball on Wednesday night, and giving hand signals." Look, we're trying to they play. Were, the, hold on, they, yes. they were giving signs. Yeah, yeah, and they were like yelling code words and stuff. From yeah, the like bench. they hit it certain way. In the certain places or something, they had like the legi- they had like know. legitimate coaches on both first and third base, and I was like, guys, do they understand that okay, half of our down. team has hope- never played a sport their whole life? Well, I hope you have more to life than this. So some I'm- of these, some of these teams, and what bugs me is like, I get like we're out here to have fun, but like there are guys that are like going up. And taking walk after walk yeah. after walk after it's walk. It's softball. It's and, softball. And there are some walks When they're up by justified. 20, like, they're trying to cover the spread. So Right. They're being Maybe assholes. they are. Great teams cover. I mean, I there's, so. there's some pitches that are, like, way low, like, way in front of you. You can't hit. But there's, like, ones that are, like, right chest at the head level. Chest yeah. high. That are technically outside of the zone. And they sit there. All right, walk. So, so like, do softball have a, a standard strike zone? 
I mean, I'd imagine I, it's like what you're up just above your knees to like your chest. Is that what it I usually mean, is? Yeah. So I so think it's like a standard MLB. So I think it's a standard yeah, strike yeah, zone, yeah, but it. it's kind of hard to judge because the ball just it's goes up and down. Yes, so it, it looks like a strike. Yeah. But I, I haven't got I I haven't figured it out because some um, strike zones are like they'll call a strike in one game and then they won't on another game and it just makes. You know, no I sense. think it's time to get robot bumps in these softball games. Yeah. Right. You know what? Ridiculous. Why can't we get Ma- Rob Manfred to come in here and and do some shit? Right. It might ruin the league because. Well, and and to your point of the guys who just take walks when they're up by twenty, it's like I didn't pay eighty five dollars to take walks. Like I come out there once a week, I get like six at bats between right. both games. It's like I'm gonna and, fucking swing, dude. And then the, the and if I strike we out, were, I'd rather strike out than take a walk because I know I tried. And then the week before, we were like, because we we're kind of bitching in the outfield about it, like, oh come on, swing. And they came up to the dugout like, guys, yeah, well, you know, if you saw a swing, you wouldn't want to swing. So I feel wait, like taking wait, a walk is a wait, beta move. So you guys, so yeah, you, we're there to hit bombs alphas, and bang moms. Alphas, right. alphas take swings. Betas take walks. Yeah, I would rather strike out than get on base. You, you, that exactly. I, I think Miguel Sano actually uses the same principle. Got to go down swinging, man. I mean, isn't that the saying? Isn't there a saying for that? Like at least I went down swinging. Right, right. Yeah, I, you, you I go actually, out giving. Yeah, going down swinging. Normally, yep. it's like I guess. Yeah, it's a baseball term. It's also a boxing term boxing. Right. as well. But right. I, I remember there was a point in that second game when we were down by like 20 some and I was on first base and I asked the guy on base, do you guys, do you guys bring any extra towels? And they're like, Oh, towels. I'm like, yeah, I any, any, I was like any white ones. And he's like, Oh, I see what you did there. I'm like, yeah. Cause you guys are fisting us. I literally yeah. said that to the guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> the like surrender. Couple, yeah. Couple beers, deep the, leg. the surrender bit. The surrender. It's, it's, it's happened it's, uh, a few games, but it, it's a bit that the, uh, British used in the revolutionary war. It's it, a great bit. It's a great bit, but we, we need, <laughs> It's a good bit. We haven't used it yet. But, yeah, come out and support us in Egan and help us get that dub. Yep. But if not, you'll, you'll you'll be entertained. Right. You can come to the bar with One us way after. Or the other. Northview yes. Park in Egan. Uh, also, it was Jake's birthday and his mom brought oh, cupcakes. Yes. Like he was traveling baseball. There's, there's nothing like shoving your fat face with cupcakes after you lost both games. They were really good cupcakes, though. So By the way, I, your mom for Andy tweeted that out, um, our – Producer Andy, who is um, known as being a creep, uh, yep. he, <laughs> yes, he tweeted it out, Very and uh, so, yes. it was probably his most liked tweet of all time. I think he got thirteen likes. Oh, that was, shit. That was the highest like he ever got, yes, and ever will get. Probably someone sees yeah, Andy should, soccer too. He should put influencer in his bio. Yeah, no, Good you for you, Andy. No, seriously. Yeah, Andy soccer too won't get a lot of likes, but that one did. So, creepy motherfucker. <laughs> hey, Andy, we appreciate you, but. Sometimes it's just dude. My favorite. Speaking of Andy, dude, he's he's actually a solid right fielder to the point where he's getting cocky out there, and every time the ball flies at him, he starts tapping in his glove like Like, this. And then he just catches. It's like, Andy, we're losing by twenty four runs. Don't fucking do that, dude. One of these times, his his gloves is gonna fly off. It's gonna pop out. Oh shoot! He's gonna try to barehand it, and it's just not gonna go over well. I should. Oh, that hurt. Well, yeah, no shit. I should tell him if we have a, a really big lead or a really like. We're like losing by a lot. He should try to barehand one, like throw his glove off and put his hands up and try to catch it. <laughs> see, Dude, I, I'd like to see Andy approach life with the same confidence. It sounds like he has in softball or in women's DMs on Twitter. <laughs> yes, yeah, that would be awesome. yeah, he goes up and catches no, those yeah. balls, but and well, he's, he's, dude, and he's fast. Yeah, he runs the first. He fucking yeah. he, he hustles. A... He runs a little too far. He runs over second base and runs over <laughs> third, like video. it's first base. Right. Yeah, it's in the video. It's like, dude, the. 
stop. Just you need to learn to stop. Calm down. I appreciate the the hustle, but he's gotten uh, he's gotten caught in a lot of women's locker rooms. That's how he's gotten that speed. Yes, he's you're right. That sprint right. speed right out of the right. gate is huge, and he's no. great at it. Like he's a major asset. He's been sure. caught. He's been caught in, in tr- some trees too, uh, outside of uh, outside of some uh, females' houses. Andy, we love you. QHR, okay, uh, QHR pitcher. He he was like he was huffing those uh, poppers before the game. What's a, oh, yeah. what's, a what's a popper? I think it's like another version of smelling salts. So it's, it's, yeah. it's not an illegal drug, right? I don't think so. No, we can't okay, be tested no. for it. No, I think he bought them on Amazon. So, um, yeah, he was just sitting there just hitting poppers, and, and then he would just go, like, fucking just throw a bunch of pitches. It was so funny. But. You know what would be a great bit? <laughs> There's obviously no drug testing in the softball league, right? That we, we all take steroids. All I said this last HGH. week. Yeah. Let's yeah. just do a bunch of steroids. Or, or, or a bunch of a bunch of is pills it, to help us lose weight. Is it? Okay, I know, it's like, like, I know it's like illegal in sports to do steroids, but is it, like, illegal in, against, like, the Uni- like in the United States to do st- like steroids? No, Joe Rogan does HGH. Yeah. Oh, really? Lots of older people do it. Dude, they, that they would be testosterone. hilarious. They do testosterone replacement therapy. Because you know when you're like in your 50s or your 40s, you don't have as much testosterone as you did in your 20s. So what they do is they give you testosterone to equal that you're in your 20s, and because of that, people like Joe Rogan can stay jacked in your 60s and 50s. Yeah, we've talked about this. We're gonna do the Sammy Sosa bit. Yeah, we're gonna roll it up. We're gonna turn McGuire. We're gonna turn different race. Have you seen Sammy Sosa lately? You know he's white. Oh, he did the Mi- really quick. I, he did like, the Michael Jackson. Search bit. Sammy Salsa twenty twenty or something like that. Wow, he's just unrecognizable. I didn't see. I haven't. I haven't even. Oh yeah. Decided to look him up. Yeah. Wow. That's nuts. Is that from like all wow, the dude. drugs and shit? Or I, I don't know. But if you see him in his, in his uh, playing days, like yeah, you know, he's, he's way different. now. Yeah, he looks way different in his playing days, and now he looks wow, like man. he definitely does. He kind of look like in a way like the Michael Jackson transition. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He looks very different Bleached now. His that's, skin. That's, that's that's nuts. No, that that definitely he must, he must be doing some shit. But he's still doing the roids. It's his life good for him. Yeah, it's good for um, him as long as he's still, happy. As long right. as he's bump, bumping the needle in his arm. Keep the steroids going. That. You gotta own it. If you're gonna do steroids, you gotta do them do your, your whole, whole life. life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't do the pill. Own it. Do, own do it. With the needle. Don't wait until you get caught. Keep doing it. Well, you know, yeah. like like. Part God, of, I hope there are children not listening. <laughs> I know. You know that part of the <laughs> – I was watching a Jose Canseco documentary the other day. And so part of like the long-term effects of steroids is like essentially tits, right? Even yes. if you keep taking – even if you work all the time, you can get milk. You like, eventually uh, get the, the Bruce Willis bit. <laughs> the Bruce Willis bit. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. fat and jacked at the same time. So so many people would use it lately because uh, obviously Jose Canseco was a very con- – to this day, he's a very controversial figure in baseball. But his opponents would insult him by calling him bitch tits. Yeah. Okay. Like Anders Holmvik from the Workaholics. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Bitch right. tits. Yep. Dude, yep. you definitely look like you had titties. But, dude, I, that, that, I don't know if I want tits now. I don't know if I want to jump in the steroid. Uh, the steroid that's thing. long-term yeah. use. Steroid Do it for bit. a year. Do it for two years. Do it for a year with softball. And also, we win the champion. we win the ship. That's Jose Canseco, like, like steroid level, like where you're getting way too much testosterone than your body should be. If you're like an older guy and you're just getting like testosterone replacement, like so you have the same amount of testosterone as you did in your 20s, that's a whole different story. Yeah, but see, now I'm thinking this over. I mean, we talk shit about guys who try really hard at softball. Imagine if we were roiding. We were juicing at softball. It's, that's even worse. It's a As long as you put in. Writing and you get it notarized that it was a bit before you did the the steroids and it's fine. Are there men's league baseball leagues? Ooh. I would imagine. I think there's so. like city town ball leagues that maybe you can join. Yeah, or something. I feel like you have to try out for those teams and actually probably yeah. be a player yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. If there are men's league baseball leagues. 
That'd be fun. Well, that'd be fun. Speaking of bits, the show it's a bit. We're gonna do our segment no. bit of the week. Jake, you gotta stop saying yes. no every time I try to transition. Yes, I listen back and you do this every fucking episode, <laughs> and it makes no, no sense. There's no value being given to the listeners by you just saying no. I'll start well, saying yes. Guys. I can't wait till you host the show. I'm gonna say no every time you. It, say Jack, yes. that reminds me. I'll be flattered. <laughs> we're, all of us are on the golf course. We're going to putt a ball, and then Jack's like, "Hold on, I gotta read this putt really quick." And Jake's like. Oh, how many pages is it? And all three of the other people besides Jake shut are on the course. Shut, shut up, up, Jake. Shut the fuck up. And then Jake just turns to us. He's like, no. No. <laughs> it's like, I have to hand it to you, though. That is like the best response you could give in that situation. Just no. If everyone yeah. is yelling at you to shut the fuck up. You only me to shut the fuck up. All you can do is say no. Or, or what I say smile. is don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, don't don't tell me what to do, one. bitch. All right. So anyways, bit of the week. Um, let's start with you, Wags. What do you got? Okay, so Jake and I and Zooch were at a wedding two weekends ago. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. A lot of there's very very eventful night. I think Jake can contested that for yes. well, right? Yes, very fun. Um, but my bit of the week is called the blowing the wheels off bit. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's this person this at the wedding. Awful. This is, I know it is, but it wasn't terrible. you who did it. No, You're, it wasn't me. You were just forwarding him. information. Yes, That's yes. journalism. Uh, there was this dude at the wedding. He ended up sitting next to me for the majority of it. Um, he was good friends with the groom. There was a girl there who happened to be in a wheelchair. She's been in a wheelchair for a while, right? He has known this girl for years, right? So, like, three, four, five years. Well, he gets this kid gets way too drunk. Like, way, way, way too drunk where he was, like, walking around. He's showing people, like, the list of women he's had sex with. Oh, yeah. Like, I saw, yep, yeah. Yep. There were people. There, was, there was someone, who, weird, someone but... walked up to him and was like, people have heard about the list, and they, they think you're a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is, like, A1 a douche move. Like, look at all these chicks I've had sex with. But, again, in, in this kid's defense, like, he was he was absolutely hammered. It was, but he, it's, but it's his he, fault he is. He probably started the list when he was sober, which doesn't help. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And there's there's several reasons for the list. Um, I'm not going to get into the it. All right, he, all he, right, he explained yeah. it, and yeah. he explained it in way too great of detail to me, the list I wish bit. I didn't hear it. It's a whole other bit. Well, this kid, <laughs> he ended up getting kicked out of the wedding. Yep. Um, so he calls me from the uh, hotel room um, from, from his mom's phone, because I have the kid's mom. Uh, mom's phone number so i'm like stacy's mom <laughs> has got it going Sorry. on so i'm like i'm like why, why is judy calling so huh. so i answer it and it's him and he's like i just got fucking kicked out of the wedding i didn't do anything fucking wrong i'm so pissed i'm in the lobby right now of the hotel like i'm so fucking pissed i'm like hey just relax i'm gonna be there in 20 minutes i take the next bus out and i go and meet him because the kid's hammered he can't be in a hotel lobby on his own right yep so I start hanging with them, and he just, he all of a sudden gets very emotional. Not like crying, but he's like, hey, I got to tell you something. That girl, and he says her name, and then he's like, the one in the wheelchair? Like, she she is so fucking hot. Like, dude, I would blow the wheels right off of her. Oh, and I, oh, I, I, I hate to admit so it, <laughs> I have never laughed so hard in my life because that was like the last thing yeah, I've ever Yeah, no one's expecting anyone to say something like that. Even hammered, you're like, oh. <laughs> Wow! So, so I'm sitting there okay. laughing. Blow the wheels he's, off. Yeah, he's like, "This girl's gorgeous, man. I swear to God, like she's gonna come rolling in here in a few hours, and I'm gonna blow those wheels off." And I, he said it again. I just could not stop laughing. So, boys, my bit this week is blowing the wheels off. I feel like that's a phrase that like NASCAR drivers use when they're talking <laughs> yeah. about going like really fast. Is like, yeah, we're gonna blow the fucking wheels today, off of boys. the rig today. Blow the fucking wheels off, boys. Put that 
That's a whole new scenario that's just fucked up for so many reasons. Oh, but it was fucked up. At but the same time, hey, though, don't we shouldn't be discriminating people be because they're in a wheelchair. Like if if, 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 if you want, if you fall in love with a girl in a wheelchair, that's awesome. Like that's cool. Maybe you. That, well, and that's why I didn't think the story was that bad to tell because like he really did. He was like this girl. It wasn't like so a joke. Gorgeous. This girl yeah. was beautiful. Like I want to be with this. He girl. just wants the pork. No, there were, there was this gorgeous. <laughs> there was this that. gorgeous girl that a lot of my friends had a crush on in college that had only one leg. It was like the same story. Yeah, exactly. She was just very yep. attractive. And yeah, you shouldn't discriminate on people because they only, they're just a little different. It's yeah. fine. Little different. They're the same. <laughs> See, now you're making it a joke. No, so I'm now, not. Now, now, now it's where no, we I'm get, not. this is where it gets terrible. No, I'm not. But look at that stupid smirk you have on your no. face. You're laughing. No, dude. You're laughing. Cancel I'm this laughing guy. Because I'm with you. You can't say a little different. They're, they're human beings. Oh, my gosh. Jesus Christ. But. And the funniest, the funniest thing to talk about. It, it shouldn't you're be. You're, you're right. Right. A hundred percent. There are people too. Sorry, Jake's. The look on Jake's face. I can't get. He's over like it, smiling so. though. So it's. it's I'm different. smiling because you're 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 smiling and at me. The funniest part of that whole night is that it ended up with Jake. <laughs> Jake got his life threatened that night. Like someone walked up to him and said, "I will fucking kill you," and they grabbed him <laughs> by the neck. So the funniest thing about the blowing the wheels off bit, it, it was not even the craziest thing that happened. That no, night. it wasn't. All right, yeah, blowing the wheels off bit. Good for that guy. You Good know, for him. Found someone. Uh, Jake, what do you got? Uh, I got the uh, farmer's tan bit. It's where it, it's, you really see it a lot in the Midwest because we're not in the sun a lot. So you you get you you put yourself into the sun, heavy a lot of sun for the first time since winter because we hibernate here in the uh, ice box here in Minnesota. You get out in the sun, you're pale, and then you get out there. And you don't you don't under, realize that there's so much sun to the point where you don't dress proportionally, and you wear like a sleeve shirt like I do, and just shorts, and I don't, you know, tan the whole body. So then you get what you call a farmer's tan, where you have like tan halfway up your arm and just white. Look mm-hmm. at that. Yep. Well, Jake, already. You look at my legs. You you rock this bit for every I want to say every year of your life since you were yeah. twelve. You know, pretty much, probably yeah. before that. Every year, I'm going to be like, I'm not going to, I'm going to prevent this this year. And you always have different then, excuses. You're like, you're like, oh, I'm going to wear a tank top next year, or I'm going, it's going to get even out because I'm going out on the lake next weekend. And you just make it worse and worse. No, and worse. I know. you are like, I remember we used to be in a band, and so you take your shirt off a lot during drumming just because you're a hot, sweaty mess. Yes, um, very hot. Very I am hot. hot. No, but uh, you would take it off, and like it was, like, it was like someone spray painted your arms. Yeah, I know. And, <laughs> the rest bad. of you is like I mean, that's whiter, what it looks like now. Whiter actually. than your uh, party boy shirt. See, so like for me, golfing all the time, I get even a weirder tan. It's a farmer's tan, but there's a variation. There's a V shape little tan spot on my chest from the collared shirts. Oh yeah. And then I also get the ankle. I get the ankle one really bad. Do you from get shoes? The hat Dude. one at all? I don't no? get the hat one. No. Dude. I got Luckily, that. I don't a couple, get the hat one. I got that a couple years ago. Jake, really you got the bad. sunglasses one. I do actually a little bit right now, don't I? Yeah. So you have lines, distinct lines, dude. Where sunglasses for it. It was really bad on Fourth of July a couple years ago because all I did was wear a backwards hat the whole weekend. Yeah. So literally there was, one, took it off. There was one There's spot, one spot where of the red, strap is. Yes. And then, where the, and then just yes. white, and then just, and <laughs> just red, and then I had the sunglasses spot. It was the. It was oh, terrible. And you, Everybody you at work like was just, uh, Ace Ventura. I, you walked in. Seriously, no. When I went to work that day, everybody was just staring at me like, "What happened to you?" Oh, I was wearing a hat this whole week because I'm I'm an idiot. But every yep. year, I yep. I never figure it out. But I did not think this weekend was going to be that hot or that sunny out. But I sh- I I do that every year. Yeah. I can't. Why don't it you out. just wear like a sleeveless? Because I didn't think it was going to be that hot out. Okay. 
But you, so here's the thing: like, you can even I don't know, think it's bad if it's overcast outside, and like you could still technically tan. You're right. Well, dude, I should know because on the lake, the sun can reflect off. Which yeah, is more. I've yeah. got, I've gotten the, the most burnt I've gotten in my life has been either by pools or at lakes because yeah, of that reflection yeah. shit. That's what they tell you. If you want to get a good tan quick, go swim and have your shirt off in a really like hot. Well, especially UV when day. you're yeah. in the water. Well, yeah. I'm in just, the water the most is when I get the most burnt. If I would have just took my shirt off for like 30 minutes, but I don't do that because I'm an idiot because like I forget a, about. But it. Then you feel like a Chad. You then you feel do. like a Chad. Time for the shirts off. Time to send the selfies. Trying to take the shirts off, bro, Shaky. and then I get, and then you catch a fish and you have your shirt off. You're like, hey, it's, uh, sun's out, guns you're out, like, right? Sun's clearly out, guns out, bro. In the photo and the fish. Yeah, you're like, like the fish. You're not even holding the fish, right? No, and the, first off, you're holding the fish up to the camera to make it look bigger. You do that effect. That's, That's a great. And then you're bit. flexing like this. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Jack, you but grew no. up with the lake behind your house. Did you ever? How often were? Did you? Fish it was. Up? It was disgusting. That lake it was, was disgusting. different. Is there other fish even in there? Super mucky. Yeah, but they're not even worth like. Here's a funny story. When I was a kid, uh, one of my best friends growing up, he his mom married a guy who had a very big house on our lake, and they had one of those like waterfall systems behind the house. You know, like with like, the rocks and the different levels, and it was this really pretty thing. We had the keep in mind we were eight years old, although I feel like I'm still this dumb today with certain things. We had this magical idea of like, let's catch a bunch of fish from the lake and put them in the pond, you know, like a situation. The situation like at Chinese restaurants where they have all the koi fish kind of thing. (laughs) Yes. So we went for that idea. Well, we caught like four or five decent little sunnies and we would transfer them really quickly. We'd run like idiots as these slimy things in our hands. We'd toss them in the pond. Mm -hmm. Well, little did we know there was a filtration system that brought water. From inside the pond, it would filter stuff, and then it would spit it back out the top at the waterfall. So by about an hour in, dude, it was just like blood. <laughs> oh, yeah, Peta is typing. Uh, oh yeah, so we had murdering fish. Yeah, we had this. We had this murderer. great idea of like we're gonna turn your pond behind your house into like this cool like fish tank type of thing and also no, that that idea would have been fucked for the winter time they you know yeah they would have died anyway dnr would be very but bad. like but but, <laughs> yeah. but when you're kids this stuff sounds like genius ideas oh, so yeah yeah and it's almost ironic because we have jim shockey coming up next and he's you he would know, be against that super he, yeah he'd probably think i'm an idiot he probably already does think i'm an my, idiot my grandpa won't even let us like when we're done with the minnows like, like, i feel so bad but he, he you're not supposed to like let them go because they could like be junk fish and grow into this all this shit you know so my grandpa won't even let us like release the minnows into the lake he's that yeah. serious about it. he's like nope that's not gonna happen we're not gonna pollute our lake with these fish yeah yeah so them on the ground yep. so it's probably to my what own fault stuff. of why there aren't fish in that lake because i killed them all on accident but Life goes on. All right. Uh, my bit is the exit row plane bit. So, well, you know, when I have one AirPod in on a flight somewhere and I'm watching Netflix and casually the flight attendant walks over and says, hey, just letting you guys know you are in an emergency exit row. And in the case of emergency, do you verbally consent to basically like help open the door and follow the steps, blah, blah, blah. You know, everyone says, yep, I'm in. Yep, yep, yep. But in the event of an emergency, I'll probably fucking panic. I'll probably be like, oh, my God, what do I do? I'm going to die. I'll probably run to the back of the plane, probably run back up to the front of the plane, start, like, freaking out. They're going to be trying to tell me what to do. I'm not going to be listening. The oxygen things are going to drop down. I'm going to grab that because I don't know what to do. I feel like they always spend time, and it's not the airline's fault at all. It's mine, just the person I am. It almost goes back to, like, our meat sauce episode. Like, fight or flight, I'm fucking out if the, when the going gets tough. 
And when and when they when they need me to perform under stress to like open that door, I'm gonna panic. I'll probably end up doing it because I'll feel like a douche if I don't. But I'm not gonna be easy to like coach in the event that, that plane is going down. See, here's the thing though: like by the time they actually need your help, the plane would have already gone down. Right. Right. So like either you're dead or not at that point. I feel like once you hit the ground and if you're still alive. It, you might be like just out of pure joy of still having your life and out of that flight and flight mm-hmm. instinct that you have. You would be one like, okay, here's the door. I'll open it, everyone through this door and then just get the fuck out. I feel like yeah. you would do that, right? Because I feel like by the time you'd actually have to help, you'd probably be dead. I'm actually, well, no, I'm actually not bad at things under pressure, but it's just funnier for the bit, like to think. Honestly, I probably would panic at first. I'd probably get you a hold of it. Too, if, if you're right. having an emergency right. in the air. like And, and normally the only reason people book those seats is because you get to sit there alone. Because Delta, you know, with the COVID thing, only one person can sit in that row. Right, so you yeah. better believe I threw the fucking backpack in the right seat. I spread my legs wide open. I turned on Netflix. I watched whatever I wanted. Life was good. I didn't have to get up for anyone to go to the bathroom. It was great. So, you know what? I'll take the risk of having to deal with an emergency if I get that space to myself. Have either of you guys ever been on a plane where things got a little... Now, I'm not talking like heavy turbulence or anything. I'm like talking where like they were like people were kind of freaking out legitimately because things were getting so scary in the air. I never have. I think so. I mean, bad turbulence, yes. I had really bad turbulence. I thought, okay, like, what's... Is something going to happen Like, kids were crying and shit. Yeah. It's like, hey, shut up, Timmy. (laughs) Tim, you little fuck. Jack Jack and I, we went to UND, uh, and that's obviously a huge aviation school, right? And so, so many many of our uh, fraternity brothers would send us videos of, like, them being in a tiny-ass little plane, just boom, 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 like, bumping up and down, up and down, up and down. That made me a lot less scared of turbulence, because it's just so... It's so nice. It's like just hitting bumps in a road. Right, right. Or a little occasional pop. But there are those people who like have never flown before who probably mm. will panic because they're the like, oh my God, the plane shouldn't be doing this. We're all going to die. And it's like, yeah. and then you have the sky. Get, Where's like, the bumps? The, the airplane bit. You guys ever see that movie where like the woman's freaking out and like they're slapping the shit out of her? There's like a line of people like waiting to deal with it. Oh, like yeah. one guy has like a fucking gun, one has like brass knuckles. See, when I think of airplane, I just think of that pilot's unnatural obsession with that little boy. Yeah. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> or, uh, or, dude, the best part of that movie movie is when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the uh he's the the co-pilot and the kid notices and he goes I know you you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar you play defense you play for the Los Angeles Lakers he's like my dad my dad says you don't play hard enough that you just jog and you don't really play any defense and then he like grabs him, he's like hey you tell you you tell your old man to run up and down the court five days a week blah 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 and he just like scares the shit out yeah, of the kid dude, so funny dude, that movie is classic that fucking grown man naked thing Dude, I there's still so classic. many times where I like say to people, "Good luck, we're all counting on you." Like that's from that movie. <laughs> isn't isn't the there... plane is like basically landed and he like keeps coming in and saying it? I got a loop. Dude, it's wasn't so that funny. line for like "Don't call me Shirley" used in that movie yep. too? Yeah, because because okay. they say you you surely can't be serious. He says, "I am serious and don't call me Shirley." I'm serious and don't call. Or he says, Shirley. "Surely you can't be serious." I, uh, have you guys ever watched any movies that like from like let's say 80s, early 90s, 70s were like? They were socially acceptable during the movie, but you're watching the movie like in current times, and you're like, "Wow!" Anyone yeah. who's ever seen the movie wow. Blazing Saddles? I was literally yes. my grandpa. My grandpa oh. played that like a few months ago, and I was like, "This was a fucking movie." Yeah, it's Gene bad. Wilder, by the way. They, they basically hit, they basically hit every section of offense in that. They did. They did across like. Like multiple races, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And, right. and religions. Yep. And, yeah, it's sort of airplane, dude. Airplane made fun of like so many different types of. It's people. normally it's kind of like uh, how South Park and American Dad they're allowed to and 
Family Guy. They're allowed to make absolutely horrible jokes about race, religion, all this other. You can, if you can search like uh, black jokes, Family Guy. You can search Asian jokes, Family Guy. White jokes. You can search all mm-hmm. this stuff, and they have all because they make fun of everyone. It's like acceptable, right? For well, the they show. make they make fun of white people a lot, and yeah. I love when people make fun of white people because I we do it's some, true. we do some it's dumb true. shit. It's like true. I remember, there's an episode where they flip like. The circumstances of Native Americans and like and uh, Caucasians being on an Indian reservation, and they say like we should give the white guy like money, and he's like, no, he's gonna go out and spend it all on deviled eggs. <laughs> I, I love those jokes. Well, dude, like uh, Chappelle's show in the early two thousands, dude. That was oh my god, the race draft. Even I even over, oh man, even like The Office, man. Oh, dude, I mean, yeah, The yeah, Office yeah, gets a lot of praise, shit. but holy shit, man! If there's one show that would get canceled, today, dude, it'd did be you see, The Office? Did you see that they, they put a new warning in front of all? Like, when it was still on Netflix at the end, they put like a warning saying, "Hey, this show contains outdated." Thoughts and ideas and phrase. They, they literally had to put a warning on the fucking office of all I know. shows. And what? Because a harmless they, show. They say the R word once. Uh, they say you know uh, gay a few yeah, times, right? Right. Yeah. Like Michael Scott, you know. But that, that that's his character. Uh, yeah, yeah. That it's, just goes. Yeah, he's yeah, very he's, ignorant. And he's and relatable ignorant because right. there are so many people who try to crack jokes, and it's like you're just being offensive. And then you sit there. Oh man. It's like, uh, yeah. So like, dude, that one that one episode. I'm thinking where like uh, I think Phyllis gets flashed, and he's like making fun of it. Like, dude, oh, yeah. shit like that. Now people get pissed about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, did, did, did he not see uh, Pam or Karen from behind? Yeah. And then Toby comes in. He's like, yeah, Phyllis got flashed. Like, oh. he's like, I don't think we should be laughing No, he about literally that. does that thing where yeah. he uses his finger as yeah. a dick. Yeah. He's like flashing his, hey, like, Phyllis, look. Oh, my dude. God. Dude. Well, anyways. Like, we, go for, we go for full circle from your bit, Jack. We yeah, have. it's good, wow. it's good wow. shit. Well, and yeah, it's just everyone acknowledges that comedy was just different, you know, back in the day, and here we are today, and now we're comedy, so we'll we'll take it. We'll take it in the right. We'll take it in the right Allegedly. Direction. All right, Allegedly. we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break here. We're gonna cut to our interview with Jim Shockey Jimmy. from the Outdoors Channel. We'll be right back. Hey, Jake, have you ever heard of an all-in-one sports betting app? No, but I've been I've been looking all over the app store, but I can't find one. Well, you must not have looked hard enough. Let me introduce to you a new app called Vigit. You can get connected with like-minded fans and discuss picks and predictions. Oh, like the social media bit, but yeah. for betting. It's like Facebook. Hell yeah. Same story. On top of that, you can legally place bets in all 50 states, which does include Minnesota, compete to win prizes, and you can bet on things like spreads, money lines, over-unders, the whole nine yards. You can win some Amazon gift cards or you name it. Sign up. All you got to do is just simply download the Viget app on Apple App Store or Google Play Store and enter the promo code 10K when you sign up to receive 2,500 coins right off the bat. Once again, that is Viget, V-I-G-I-T, and use the promo code 10K when you sign up. You know, you can use those coins to uh, throw some money on the Harvard versus over under like me or even the hot dog eating contest. It's a great bit. So download the Viget app today. All right, everyone. Welcome back to It's a Bit. Very special guest joining us today. We have Jim Shockey. He's an outfitter, author, producer, host of Jim Shockey's The Professional Uncharted on the Outdoors channel. Jim, quite quite a resume you have. Uh, there's just so much you've done in your life. We're, we're really excited to get into it, and we're excited to have you on the show. Well, I'm happy to be here. It's a, as I said off air, it's a little different than the, the normal podcasts I, I do, so yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, de- definitely a different experience. Yeah, with you can us. Be, probably be more loose, a little more open, and we hope to get all. Yeah, it's it, it's it's definitely different with with us, and it's it's can be crazy, but it can be also fun. So right, we're, we're looking forward to it. Uh, just, just so you know, I'm not exactly taking it too too seriously. I've got my 
There you go. Well, you know, I'm going to kick mine up too then, you know? (laughs) I have nothing in front of me, but let me try to do it. I'm way more of a follower than a trendsetter. Also, I wanted to point out the fact that you have a dinosaur skeleton in our background, and I have a picture of my drunk face at Target Field in my background. So I'm going to I'm gonna give you the, the win there. That's, you know, the, yeah. The question is, which one's better looking, your, your face or, or that one up there? Well, it depends on the day. Um, we I'm, were drunk for that, I'm, kind of, so. I'm going to say the dinosaur because, well, the dinosaur is more intimidating and, you know. Girls like tough guys. Exactly. It's it's a dinosaur skeleton. It's from you can say it's a T Rex compared to uh, our drunk cutouts. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I, I I did a we shot our television show Shock Therapy earlier today in the studio, and there's a young man there. He's 23, and uh, he had a mullet, and and I asked him, well, do girls like mullets? Because I've always said that's girls like, and he said yes, if you own the mullet. You can't be insecure about the mullet. So right. as long as you own that face that's behind you there in your studio, it won't matter. It's it's all yeah. about, it's all about confidence, guys. Yeah, exactly. That's absolutely how I live my life. I'm either all in or all out. Yeah, we, like we, when we try to shave handlebar mustaches, it may not look the greatest, but we mm-hmm. try to own it. So I mean Yeah, when people appreciate that, phase, that. Our producer had a mullet. He did. Then he got a new job where uh, they didn't allow mullets, so that was the end of his mullet. Yeah, it lasted for a month, but he owned it. <laughs> what, what, and, kind and of a job, what kind of a job they can tell you can't have a, a mullet? It's got to be military. What else? Uh, well, I mean, it's like it's, an, it's it's in like service, 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 auto service, oh. service writing. So I don't know if it was necessarily required, but he felt like going to a job interview that he wanted to look clean cut. So it was his I think it was his decision. But I feel like if someone's working on your car, though, like it's fitting to have a mullet. I need to see a mullet or I don't trust that you're going to get your hands <laughs> dirty enough. Right. They're, they're not going to have the knowledge if they don't have the mullet. Right. It's just like a hunter like yourself. You got to have the beard or else. I don't know. Right, yeah, and, and that's a stereotype. But you, if you have the beard, someone's like, "Yeah, this guy can bring me to He's some a tough guy. This guy can shoot, help me shoot some animals." So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's actually yeah. because I'm I'm so old that my face is getting too wrinkled. It's uh, better to cover it up with a beard than let people actually see what's there. True, makes you look younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's perfect. It's, it's a double win there. But you know, while we're talking about that kind of thing, um, are you a firm believer that the best outdoorsman needs to also have adequate cooking skills? Because I feel like as an outdoors guy, if you just kill the animal, skin it, and hand it to someone else to cook it, I feel like that's not part of the whole experience. So are, are your are your cooking skills up to par with your hunting abilities? I, I, you know, I think my – in one sense, yes. I, you can take wild game, for instance, or, or prawns or crabs. I mean, I just – pulled our traps yesterday and, and I cooked the meal and my wife of 36 years uh, is my soulmate. She's a fabulous chef, but, uh, but I cooked the dinner because I mean, it's, it's simple. So you don't have to be skillful. You just have to know how to make things very simple. Basically I steam them and, you know, garlic butter, goat butter with garlic and uh, cilantro. And and then uh, you know beer, bottle of wine, whatever you have. I had apple cider last night, homemade. But it, you know, it, it's not. It's just if you've, for instance, been on a sheep hunt up in the mountains and you get a wild sheep, you do mm-hmm. have to be able to cook that sheep because that's what you have to eat. It's either that or mountain house or some freeze dried, you know, packaged meal. Add water to and boil. So you have to be able to eat the animal that you took down and and right. There truly is no better, finer meal than wild sheep 
you know, roasted over an open fire uh, when you're starving to death up on a mountain. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. uh, yeah. So, so yeah, you have to be able to cook it and your skills have to be up to that, that level. You know, if you try and make it too fancy and say, oh, there's no this sauce or that sauce, you know, you need salt. And, and yeah. really that, that's all you need for, uh, for wild game to do it. I guess that's a, a paleo version of, of cooking. So yeah, you have to be up to your paleo cooking skills. Uh, I don't think you need to be able to be uh, a four-star chef in a French yeah. restaurant Rice, or, you know, chef. downtown New York City. You, you don't need to. You, you have to be able to cook at a, a more uh, uh, ancient, an, an ancient yeah. style that, yes. uh, that is, is truly, if you ever get the opportunity, um, words can't describe. It's, it's a feeling. So you can't, uh, you have to be there and experience it to know what true primitive cooking is. And, and yeah, so as a hunter, you have to be able to do that. Um, you don't have to be able to, to run a restaurant or, you know, do right. sushi like Nobu's, but you got to be able to cook a fish when you catch yeah. it on a beach. Right. Yes. Cook, cook to survive. You just have enough skills to just, you know. Well, I almost started laughing there because we have all these guests on with all these crazy experiences and it always makes me realize how much, how far I have to go as a human being. Like you're talking about cooking, you know, like hunting sheep up in the mountains for survival. And I compare that to a, like a Sunday for me where I binge a Netflix show and then I eat mac and cheese with hot dogs. And I just realize, <laughs> yeah. I just realize how, how far off I am from like being from being cool like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, but there's a cool factor in binging on Netflix, depending on what you're watching, of course. And, and yeah. mac and cheese is, is a, a staple in many places. So there's nothing wrong with that either. It's, it's all about, it's all about opening your doors and, and, and going through them, checking a new experiences out. Uh, and, and that's, you're young, you have time. You know, so I, I've, yeah. I've had an extra probably 40 years on you to, to, to experience new things. You'll, you'll get there. Right. We'll get to the mountains. We'll right. get to new countries. We'll, we'll hunt some unique, we'll hunt some unique animals at some point in our lives. But I want to ask out of all the things that you have, I mean, you have hunted, I mean, what, what is your favorite wild game? What is your favorite meat that you've ever tried or have consumed? Oh boy. You know, we, I mean, it's probably we, a tough one, but yeah, I grew up as a youngster eating moose meat, if my father didn't get a yeah. moose in the fall, we didn't eat meat. We, we literally yeah. ate mac and cheese, uh, before it was yeah. called mac yeah. and cheese. It was macaroni and cheese back then. Uh, and oh, right. a lot of times without the cheese because that costs money. Um, yep. so, so moose meat has been a staple, uh, you know, as I said, you know, I cooked dinner last night. Uh, I also barbecued some moose tenderloin to go with our, our crab and prawns, you know, all of it that I caught, um, so moose meat is, is something that we live on, fabulous, field-to-table fare, no growth hormones, no antibiotics, you know, there's no pesticides, herbicides, uh, you know, no, no, they're not genetically modified. It's just pure wild game meat. Um, mm -hmm. But I have to say, around the world, um, uh, there's an animal called a paca down in Central America and down in South America. It's a spotted rodent, um, bigger than a guinea pig, smaller than a capybara, which is the largest rodent in the world, which is also very good eating. But the yeah. paca, um, I have to say that, that eating paca, there, there's very few cuts of meat on the planet that I've ever tried. And I've 
tried a lot uh, that are as good as that. Uh, Brush-tailed porcupine in, in a place like uh, Ghana in West Africa. Brush-tailed yeah. porcupine is, is fabulous. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but these are animals that you're not going to find on a menu in a, in a restaurant. Right. Uh, right. You know, of the stuff that you could buy, probably fallow deer. They raise fallow deer. You know, somebody out there listening right now wants you know, wild game-ish because they're probably raised on a farm. But, uh, it, you know, it's venison. Uh, fallow deer is, is fabulous. It's an Asian uh, subspecies of, of deer. Um, an ungulate so so that's uh, that's also you know good meat that you can buy there's, yeah. there's some that's not quite so right. good muskox is a little chewy i think they used to they used to sell muskox meat in some restaurants but uh but uh yeah the b- best in the world would be packer brush tail porcupine but as a staple moose meat moose meat I'll have to add that one to the list. I, I was I, yeah. I was gonna say in high school for the first time I tried bear meat and I think bear is very underrated. Like bear, I mean I know it's killing a bear isn't as convenient as killing a deer, right? But bear meat I feel like is on a different level. You know, it's just yeah, it's awesome. It, it's wild game. It's it's field to table living and and uh, you know you both you everybody listening right now is the product of the greatest hunters that ever lived and guaranteed. A lot of us are alive today because one of our ancestors got a bear and, mm-hmm. and we ate it and they are, they ate it and survived. And here we are. So yeah, bear meat is, is, uh, is excellent eating. As so, a, as part of America's youth. Now I have an obligation to hunt a bear and to, to, to spread it down to the people younger than me. We need to pass it down the line. We yeah. need to make a tradition. Yes. Yeah, it's it's a little more complicated than turning on yeah. Netflix, guys. And yeah, and, and, oh, yeah. But, but, oh, but, it is? <laughs> damn it! Oh, yeah, yeah. Netflix isn't going to run at you if you uh, pull up on it. Well, I was going to no. say, I I saw that. I did see. I think I saw that because uh, I've watched some of your show before, Uncharted, and I saw that. I think it was from like the first season when you guys were up in Vancouver I, uh, Island hunting those big black bears. Yeah. And it, completely gorgeous out there but holy hell that was you know daunting like i think you were like there was some there was a bear protecting its cubs climbing up the tree and making sounds out of a bear i did not think they ever made i just pictured them growling and it was sitting there going like with its yeah. teeth yeah i'm like yeah, that pop. is insane yeah we, we call that they, they pop their teeth those out but they're they're actually you can hear them clumping their teeth together right uh it's a warning it's a warning mostly not not to humans, but uh, to other bears, because because they they uh, intra species predation is common. So big bears mm-hmm. will kill little bears and eat them. Big males will kill the cubs and eat them. And and so that's a warning that the mother was giving uh, you know me to stay away, which is fair enough. It's a it's a right. good warning. And if you ever hear it now, you'll know. Turn around and you know walk the other way. Yep. Yeah. I, I know that we're down in Minnesota, so and I, I I don't do nearly as much stuff that you've done. Like I, I'll go deer hunting in the fall, and mm-hmm. you know do some uh, grouse hunting in the woods, gruff grouse do- out we have down here. I'm sure you have that up up in Saskatchewan. Um, we we always told like watch out for bears, and I never ran into anything. But like I have seen just bear tracks walking out to my deer stand and wolf tracks hearing wolves. And I, I couldn't even imagine just running into one. Yeah. It just, it'd yeah. be so crazy. So if I ever hear that though, that's a good tip. If I hear some sort of clacking with the teeth, I'm like, 
I'm uh You're heading for yep, the hills. Nope, my I'm my I'm done. Nope. <laughs> not hunting here. So. You, you, there is one other sound they make, uh uh and that's they they kind of a mmm mmm and that's actually tending. So the male bears is about to mate with a female. So that's probably another one you wanna be aware of and walk away from if you hear it. Yeah. Should be taking notes right now. Everybody take notes. If you're in the woods, hear any sort of noise like this. Yeah. Now people are going to be like overly paranoid. They're going to hear like the, like someone, you know, just another person talking. That's a bear. What? No. Well, and I've done years of deer hunting and I've never, there are days I, the only thing I've seen is a squirrel. So I would yep. actually, I mean, seeing a bear would be for the sense of danger terrifying, but at least I'd freaking see something. Yeah. Right. It's better than, better than absolutely seeing wa- nothing. Watching that red Going squirrel for eight hours. For eight hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an awesome experience that, uh, I mean, we've urbanized. So it's an experience that not very many of us have in, in our resume. So if you get a chance, I mean, come to Vancouver Island. There's lots of bears. Highest density yeah. in North America per square mile. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I'll go up there just for the scenery. It was beautiful up right. there. It was just gorgeous with the river and stuff. But like, yeah, go up there as long as they have a gun. Oh, I yeah. mean, then, then, then let's do it. But yeah, <laughs> while we're on the the subject of bears and danger, was there any any hunts in particular where like there was a moment that you thought your life was in danger and like you needed to to act quick to to protect yourself? Because I'd imagine with the experience you've had, there's been there's been some situations that have gone sour. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the whole purpose of there's there's five rules in hunting, and that's safety, 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 and safety. All my guides know that. Um, mm-hmm. so you, the idea is to avoid it. And the most dangerous situations are probably the ones that you didn't take that next step. You, you turned around and walked away, like I say. Um, but I, I have been in many, many situations with, uh, charging animals where if you missed your shot, you'd be dead. I'd be dead right now. Um, yeah. so, so, you know, that's, that's just kind of part of the, you know, skill set you have to have. I mean, you don't, you don't do it unless you're capable of dealing with that situation. Um, yeah. There, there's other situations that, you know, where people are involved. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. There's a lot more danger in that in my mind um, because you can't predict what a human being is going to do. You don't know what their motivation is. I mean, are, are, if they're truly starving, they'll do anything. And if they're, they truly have zero value for, for human life, other human life, and even their own, then they can do anything. And we, we can't sit over here in our world and and uh, and think that we can predict how they're going to react in a given situation. So when, when I'm in faraway places, you know, West Africa, Liberia, Congo, um, those places, you, you really don't know what's going to happen. Chad, Somalia, you know, Central Africa Republic. I've been in all these places for you know, long periods of time. And, and uh, it, the human interactions are probably where the most danger is, along with vehicles. I mean, it's, it's not romantic, but airplanes, I, I have three of my pilots have died in airplanes, uh, airplane crashes, yeah. separate airplane crashes. I have many friends that have died in airplane crashes because a lot of the places we can and have to get to, it's airplane uh, access only. You know, if you, you can't get there by air, you're not getting there by any other method. So, you know, weather, you know, predict, you know, and rocks falling off the mountain, you know, 
that's uh, objective dangers. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've been in many of those situations uh, and I have many friends that aren't here now today because it didn't work out for them in that given situation or whatever it was. So it's just part of doing what I do around the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right. part of the risk you, you're, you know, you're willing to take when you're going on these journeys and experiences, but you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think, you know, you're listing all these dangers. I think it would make someone scared to do it, but I'm sure it's just, a, there's so much pros that outweigh the cons of being able to travel and go around the world and have all those experiences and talking with all these cultures. I mean, do you, I've seen that you've gone, and like you mentioned, you've been to all these places. Do you have like a, a, a favorite spot that you've been to outside of, you know, your home region that you would definitely go back to or have yeah. gone back to? Yeah. I mean, that's, that I, I do. I mean, the purest wilderness left in this world is the Yukon territory up in Canada. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's absolutely magnificent up there. No people. I mean, there's 40,000 people in the entire Yukon, which is the size of Montana and Wyoming, yeah. Texas yeah. combined, you know, 40,000 people. Mm-hmm. And most of them, 30,000 30, of them live in Whitehorse, the capital city at the very Southern edge. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, our outfitting territory up there is, uh, seven and a half million square acres, 12,000 square miles. So, you know, it, it's, it, it is so pure. The wilderness there is so pure. There's nothing like it around the world. Uh, Siberia is like Grand Central Station compared to the Yukon. So that's mm-hmm. for me, if I'm trying to get it away from, uh, you know, COVID, trying to get away mm-hmm. from whatever's on our, you know, newscast, you know, bad news. That's the right. place that I love to go. Culturally speaking, and, uh, you know, the Omo Valley in Ethiopia, my wife mm-hmm. asked the same question, actually, Louise. Uh, we've been married 36 years, as I said. And uh, she asked me one time, if you could go, if I could, if you could take me one place that you've seen in your travels yeah. uh, that you want me to see, you know, before we die, what would it be? And I said, the Omo Valley in Ethiopia. It was, according to... National Geographic magazine 20 years ago, the last frontier in Africa. And it truly was back then. And so we went, my wife went, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, the hammer and the Kara people that live there, the Omo river now that's all gone. Uh, the people, you know, that's where we were is a, a town site of 20,000 people, mostly Chinese workers. Uh, they dammed the Omo river and, and, uh, you know, that's gone now. So, you know, would I return there? No, no, because my memories of it are what it was, not what it is. Mm-hmm. But right, right. The, the Yukon Territory up in Canada for pure remote wilderness, I, you know, I, I try and get there every year for at least a month just to, I guess, uh, slow down and, and yeah. touch our ancestral soul. That's, that's where I go. Yeah. It just sounds, yeah, I know I've seen like pictures of it and um, I think I've seen some of your, you know, your trips there and it just looks unbelievably gorgeous. Just you, you're pissed off at people. Well, go there. You know, yeah. it's like I, people suck. Sick of the news, suck, sick but, of, yeah. sick of all the issues that bring with urban cities. Right. And, nice and if we had an escape like that. Yeah. And I mean, we have some areas down in Minnesota and Midwest, you know, they're definitely, you know, the lakes and stuff are gorgeous up here but it's nothing like the the yukon territory because there definitely right. are people there so right exactly. Um, but no that just that sounds that just sounds like a great therapy honestly 
Yeah, put it on your bucket list, guys. Yeah. Bear hunting yep. and get to the Yukon. Yes. Nice. We already have two of them. Yes, we got there two, and we got to keep adding more. Yep. Yes. Um, to just kind of switch gears here, you're a, you're a big wine guy, right? And you, you guys make some of your own. Is that is that correct? Yeah, we we well we have our own vineyard, so we we've made our yeah, own wine awesome. since about 1989 as the oldest bottles we have from our own vineyard. Okay, so I have a wow. question to ask you in a way that I like to ask it. Uh, what would you say is the Tom Brady of wines? In my opinion, the goat. Trying to stir up some controversy. Yes. Yeah, no, no. A Matus wine from Portugal, without a doubt. Uh, Rosé, beautiful, dollar fifty a bottle back in 1976. And the memories Ooh. that go along with that, that, that's what makes wine great. Not, uh, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, you're not going to market a bottle of wine to me because of a label and, and it's supposed to be, I, I mean, I've, I went to a uh, uh, went to a dinner one time in New York City. It was ten thousand uh, dollars at the end of the dinner, and it was four bottles of wine that that caused it to be that much. And hey, I'm not yeah. impressed. Give me Matus. Give me the give me the uh, the place, the people, the the feeling that goes along with it, and and what's happening yeah. in your life at that time. That's the best bottle of wine. And yeah. and your know, friends. I mean, I I was in. I was in Lisbon, Portugal, back in 1978, and we drank Matus wine. So there you go, a dollar fifty. That's probably a little more now, but and has a beautiful bottle. You can put a candle in it when it's done, if they're still making Matus wine. So I was, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's a hell of a deal because the the cheap wine I like to drink sometimes is when it comes in a bag. Hmm. Excellent, <laughs> the bag wine. You know, the, the bagged wine. That's right. It, it's not a. It's not about the container. That, that's a relevant. Yeah, it's about and, and the you, experience, right? It's, it's about the experience. What's going on in your life right then? I mean, there's. And let's let's face it. Everybody listening too, you can't argue that you can probably drink just about any wine after the first five glasses, and who cares? It's all mm-hmm. great wine. It all it all, right. it all becomes great wine. So, so it's it's right. like I say to me, it's about the experience. Whatever's going on in your your life at that moment, uh, where you are, that's that's the best wine. Yeah, yeah. Usually, exactly. a lot of the times, it's uh, at a football tailgate or something. Or, like or I was gonna bang. say, I like the way how you say experience. That's like when you when you want to buy a ten dollar beer at the Twins game, and someone's like, "Why would you pay ten dollars for that beer?" You're like, "Well, it's for the experience. I'm gonna enjoy it while I get to watch my favorite baseball team." Yeah, exactly. yeah, exa- exactly right. That. So that's that's the best beer on that given day. That is the best beer. Right. Given, given a choice, it's probably not the the model of beer that. Uh, I would personally pick if I had a choice, but uh, right. with, with that exactly. experience on that day, that's the best beer going. Yep, yep. It's it's um, for you. Ju- yeah. You justify those purchases with that for all you listening. Yeah, for all you listening, it. just there because there are people that are adamantly against of paying those prices at sporting events. But it, you know, it's about the social aspect, about the experience. You heard it here. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Right. And you can't put a price on it. Right. Exactly. That's how it is. Absolutely. It's, in fact, it is priceless and and. Uh, mm-hmm. Because what's a memory worth? Mm-hmm. You know, is that memory yeah. better without the beer because it's eight dollars or ten dollars a, a a little cup? No, you know it's better with the beer. Always better what with the beer. What is it like uh, the Mastercard commercials? Priceless, priceless. Oh yeah, those old Mastercard commercials. Yeah, the old ones. Like, yeah, priceless. All right. that stuff. The experience it, look, is priceless. Yeah, experience is priceless. Exactly. It's it's one hundred percent true. Yeah. Um. So Jim, one of the other things I was going to ask you too. So you uh you host an annual golf scramble for for charity, right? Uh we do, yeah, for to raise money for veterans of the armed forces. 
yeah, awesome. no, that's that's absolutely awesome. I was going to ask if you guys gave an award to the team with the highest score because uh, if we played in that, we're a bunch of hacks. So yeah, we would fail. Well, <laughs> I hope, yeah. The the good news is we actually randomly pick teams. So we'll we'll before the tournament we'll decide the first place gets a prize, seventh place gets a prize, thirteenth place, and twenty third place. And yeah. that's and it's the same prize. It doesn't matter. I mean, let's face it. Uh, there's a lot of people cheat at, at scramble. Oh, so, yeah. oh, so yeah. you know, it's oh, a little disingenuous. Yeah, winning right. isn't really winning at a scramble. It's it's more about raising money for a good cause. And and you know what? It doesn't matter. You, you're you're a suck team. Come on out. You got just as much chance of getting a prize as, yeah. as the team that comes in number one. I was gonna say we we have some friends who actually live in Vancouver Vancouver Island, right? Yeah, Vancouver area. Yeah, they 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 host a uh, uh, like a hockey podcast for yeah 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 so, yeah. When when uh, when the borders open back up, we might have to come up there and play in the tournament. Perfect, but the tournament's down in South Carolina, so you're you're a little closer. Wait and wait until March and go that way because that that's where I host the tournament. Uh, South Carolina. Oh, it's in South Carolina. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Got it. Yeah, we we, we missed that detail. Yeah. <laughs> we just went yeah, to yeah. Vancouver. Where's the where's Hey, we're the here, tournament? Jim. Where's the tournament at? Oh, it's yeah. back in the US. Oh. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Not only suck at golf, you suck at geography too. Right. Yeah, so, right. Well, that's that uh, yeah. We're working on that too. Without so. Google Maps, I don't exist. I yeah, probably wouldn't even be here right it's now. It's our uh, that just that that quote just makes us just totally puts us in the group of Gen Z millennials yep. right yep. there. Without Google Maps we're we're lost we made it this far so but, well thank well, that, thank goodness for google maps whoever came up with whichever one of you your generation came up with it uh thank you because it is a lifesaver you know all i mean all over the world we use that yeah so so it, it's, it's actually a great invention and and uh you know even my generation uh you know i'm hooked on it i i don't know i mean yeah. I, I can read maps and i know how to get around but uh navigate but but google maps just you you guys have come up with some pretty smart changes to this world, I have to say, mm-hmm. and, and that is definitely one of them. So I'm going to pull that move where I'm like, I believe I'm the spokesperson for my generation. Yeah, you know, people say that. I'll say it right now, and I will I will say uh, thank you for the compliment. We <laughs> from all Gen Zers. That's right. For the- <laughs> well, that's on behalf of all baby boomers uh, or all boomers, I guess you guys call us. And I, I think it's almost derogatory yeah. <laughs> derogatory when you say it, but uh, thank you for that and many other things. You're, you're, it's the first time in history that your generation, the younger generation, is teaching the older generation. There's no more elders right. and wisdom. You guys have all the knowledge. We're, I'm trying to figure out how to use my remote on my TV. Thank goodness for you guys. Yeah. So thank, <laughs> yeah, thanks exactly. for being such great teachers. Well, I was going to say, too, going back to, to Google Maps, do you guys remember MapQuest? Oh, how big of a disaster that was! Did you ever use MapQuest? I uh, have not used MapQuest. Don't know what it is. Oh, that's good. That's a good thing. It was like a, it was a site on the internet that you would print where you're starting, where your destination is, and it would print off directions. Yep. And it would lead people. I shit you not to like other states sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And they would go there without looking at signs, without paying attention to anything. I don't know how they made it that far, but they'd be like, "Yeah, I'm in Virginia. I was supposed to be in Florida." It's like, wait, how did you not know you were going north? Dude, I, I don't get I didn't never got the logic of that site because we used it growing up when we were playing like traveling baseball and traveling hockey and stuff and we had to get to a new arena somewhere, you know, across the cities and it would take us to a total opposite part of the city. Yep. And yep. we're like, what 
is going on here. So that was a disaster. I would rather have just gone off pure, uh, you know, my mind off my brain at that point. You're lucky, Jim, that you haven't had to deal with that map quest. That was a joke. And as a traveler, avid traveler, I'd imagine you have very good geography skills. I feel like you kind of have to, to, you know, to be able to go to all these places. You can't just rely on your phone like we do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we, I do No, I mean, I know North, South, East, West, but, uh, there's lots of times out in the wilderness where it's, you know, forward, backwards, right, and left. I, I don't know where I am. So, yeah. so I, I, you know, we, we have GPSs nowadays. Uh, right. And that, that allows us to make our way in, in the wilderness areas. And, and again, your generation, thank you. Without a GPS, you know, there's many times I would have spent a very, very cold night on the mountain rather than getting back to a nice, warm, cozy fire at the camp. So, Right. So again, I, I can't believe I got to come on your podcast to thank your entire generation. But on behalf yeah, of all of right. boomers, again, thank you for GPSs. Well, yeah. we 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 you know we appreciate it. You're welcome because I think without us, without us too, you, specifically, you, you might yeah. still be in the woods. You you probably I'm sure you'd be fine. I'm thinking you'd survive, but you may still be in the woods and wouldn't be mm-hmm. on the podcast uh, right now to tell so. to tell the tale. Tell the tale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which, which again, another thing to thank you about. I'm waiting for. For you guys to, to thank us boomers for this world we we're giving you. Yeah. It's it's quite a quite an interesting yeah, world you're gonna have to deal with. It is pretty cool. So yeah, thanks for that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah thank you. We're thanking yeah, you sure. now, sir. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. We appreciate yeah, exactly. it. Um what was the other thing I was gonna ask? Oh, the other thing that, that's crazy about you is that you were an all American swimmer, right? Back in the day. Yeah, I was, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, you- scholarship for swimming in university and then you played on the national water polo team for six years up until 1980 right well i, I played uh actually it was eight years uh 76 through 84 but uh uh right after the olympics in 80 or in 76 i joined the national water polo team started traveling with them uh 80 olympics we boycotted and 84 olympics they wanted uh, the team to centralize to train for six months ahead of, of the Olympics. And I, you know, I was already on my career path and, and getting married. And yeah. so, yeah. so yeah, I, I never actually attended the Olympics did go to two world championships. though, in Berlin and Ecuador, Guayaquil, yeah. Ecuador. But that's still nuts though, because every time the summer Olympics are on and water polos on, I always say out of all the sports people do, this one has to be the hardest, right? Like, I, I mean, think people don't understand how much work it is to not alone, not only tread water, but do yeah. other things, you know, while, while you do it, have to have to have to worry about something else other than treading water. Yeah. And throw a ball into a net. That's just insane to me. Yeah. It's incredible, yeah. though. It's it's a it was a great, great sport. Uh, actually, 84 Olympics, uh, the male water polo players or the water polo players were voted best male bodies of any sport. And oh, that's, wow. that's because of the, I mean, number one, the guys that play water polo, I, I, I was six foot three and you know, 192 pounds when I was playing. And I, I was a tiny player. Uh, most of the guys around the world that played professional level, yeah. which was all the European teams and, and even your American team, uh, they, they were, you know, probably six foot six to six foot seven on average and lots of seven footers. And they're, they're big guys, but when you look at them, you'd swear they're, you know, six feet tall because they're proportioned. And that's because right. there's so many different muscle groups you're using when you're yeah. playing water polo. And, and uh, 
And it's a contact sport. I mean, I spent 10 days in a oh, hospital. Yeah. Uh, I had a, a, a Cuban took a disliking to the shape of my nose when I was oh. playing Cuba in Hungary one time. And uh, yeah, I spent 10 days in a hospital just from a punch. So, so it, it's, a, it's a physical sport uh, as well that you, you don't see that on camera. But uh, right. yeah, well, it, sometimes, it, sometimes yeah. it looks like guys are like pushing each other under the yeah. water. And it's almost like it, it, it at times it looks like a fight for survival kind of sport. Yeah. You know, you know the, the stuff that is actually a fight for survival, you're never going to see because some of that stuff is probably acting for the referee to make a call. But uh, mm-hmm. theatrics. But oh, uh, yeah. But uh, the real stuff is intimidation that that goes on where the refs can't see it because you get kicked out for brutality in water polo. You're gone for the entire game without a substitution. And, uh, you know, on a six man offensive team, that's, that doesn't leave you a lot of, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be playing down the entire rest of the game. So you can't let a referee, you won't see that on television. The, uh, the actual, you know, work that's going on in a water polo game. Right. It's, it's too fast and it's too covered. Was, know, there, was there, was there any signature water polo chirps? specifically to yeah, trash what, talking guys, and water yeah. polo. Was there anything like that? Like a, a witch? A, a, uh, like, so like, like you're like shit talking. Yeah, so trash talking. Uh, you know, tell, telling the yeah. other guy he sucks. You know, like you see with hockey, you, know, you say a bender, but is there something, Is there, was there terms with water polo? No. Is there no, anything like there, that? I mean, mo- most of the, uh, I played international, so the language barrier alone just, yeah, right. you know, there, there's suppose, lots of, so. there's lots of sign language and, and, uh, you know, back to back to our bear uh, analogies. You know, you know when you're when there's a bear that's coming to kill you, because mm-hmm. it, it has a certain look. It's a predator, and you are prey, and it, it's coming for you. And you know it. We know it from the beginning of time. The beginning when we first stood upright, we recognize that. And and you too, who have never seen a bear, would recognize that look as well. Yeah. Um, and most times bears don't give you that look because they're not actually coming to kill you. They're bluffing or, you know, they're, mm-hmm. or they're going to run away, whatever. Water polo is the same thing. It's, it's a very visceral primal sport. So you recognize when that other guy is coming to kill you. And, and, you know, it's, I'm talking figuratively because no one's right. in water polo that I know of, no. but, uh, yeah. but, but there, it, it, you don't need, you don't need chirping. I think you call it, uh, or trash yeah. talking, that guy's coming to, to hurt you. And, and, yep. you know, he's, when he's six foot seven and, and his fist is coming, you know, from full extension on a stroke of a, you know, an overarm swimming stroke and, and coming yeah. for your face. And, and you, you know, it. you know, it beforehand that it's coming and, and you either, uh, you either uh, back down or, or you hit first. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty, like I say, pretty primal sport. So if yeah. you're spending your time chirping and quacking, yeah, number one, <laughs> you're going to get, get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's you, you, you're missing you're you're missing the whole beauty of water polo. It, it's uh, yeah. it, it it was a fabulous game. Like I say, I, I I loved it. Never regretted the years I spent in the water. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, the physical the 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 chirping is in the physical actions. I feel like in terms of sports that are there's just trash talking and no fun. It goes like baseball, probably soccer, mm-hmm. hockey, and then water polo is just up here. Just yep. nothing but just, you know, f- brutal force and so much physical, you know. Yeah. I mean, stuff ho- you know, hockey, hockey is, hockey is a good example of that. They, they take care of 
issues on the ice. Yeah. The problem yeah. with yeah. hockey is it's all, you can't hide anything really. It's all, you know, if, if the referees have eyes and there's a bunch of referees, you're, yep. you know, linesman, whoever can call it. So, so you're, you know, hockey, the, like I say, that's a very close sport to water polo in a lot of ways. It's just, right. that's a more physical dynamic game. Water polo, you're in water. You know, so yeah. so whatever you got to do to get it slows you down. Yeah, yeah, it's so underwater. You know, people say, "Oh, underwater, there's yeah, there's kicking and whatnot," but just the resistance doesn't make it that dangerous. Water polo is, mm. um, you know, the dangerous stuff or the you know the violent part of it. You can't see is just like I say, a swimming stroke. You know, boom across your face because I'm swimming that way. You know, yes. or you know, I'm I'm doing backstroke and boom, or or I'm coming back. Well, I just come back like that with an elbow. Mm -hmm. So it's not a it's not as easy to see, but it's very close to, to hockey. I think in water polo, you, you take care of the issues because the refs aren't going to necessarily do it for you. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, it was, it was a great game, great, great, great game. I loved it. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out this based on your water, water polo experience. You're in a river, right? And it's you versus a bear, like chest high. I think I'm taking you because you understand the difference between water and, and above water, yeah, maybe better than the bear, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, more tell, yeah tell, tell that to the bear. That's probably bear's not allowed to bite, but he's probably not going to listen to that. No, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just play fair, man. Right. Punches only, bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, a bear that's been killing salmon his entire life and and catching salmon, being a terrestrial animal. I mean, they they know the water. If if they're a salmon that's you know switched on to catching salmon, but but I actually know a guy. There was attacked by a bear. It had killed uh, another fellow, a fisherman, just down the bank or down the river a little ways. And it came after him, and he he got it out into the deeper water and actually killed it with a fill, filleting knife. So wow. yeah, so so you know, like it's I possible. say, yeah, if you're a victim, then there's no doubt that that bear had that same look, and he just didn't cower and become a victim. Uh, he 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 fought back and and. Uh, was the victor in, in literally a life and death struggle. Um, the bear died and, and all he had was a, was a, a knife. So, yes, so it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it's again, I, I probably just live on a different, you know, <laughs> a, a different lifestyle than, than you, you gentlemen, but uh, right. that's not, that's not, it's, it's certainly not beyond uh, the realm of possibility that I end up with a bear in my lap in, in a river someday. That's a yeah. pretty, pretty reasonable question. Yeah, um, odds are higher for you than me. I hope. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> well, uh, you'd be you'd be surprised. Everybody has the capability of of uh, of going primal at, at any given instant yeah. because of a, a cause. In fact, well, I, I would speaking, venture to say that all of us do, if if we're pushed in the right way. You know, a lot of us don't. We we just we just back down and die. But yeah. uh, most people have it inside them to to fight back. If, if it is truly a life and death situation, you, you guys said, let's do it. Keep this light. Well, I don't know if I'm keeping it light or not, but. Uh, oh, no, no, hmm. I'll, uh, I'll keep, I'll bring it back up to speed here. How about this? Speaking of what you just said, that primal instinct, did you guys see that viral video a few years ago where a kangaroo took a guy's dog and he ran up to it and he punched it in the face? You remember that video? He uh, ran oh, up yeah. to a kangaroo because yeah. it had, it had, I don't know if it had its dog, yeah. his dog and its I don't in his hands. I don't know. How yeah, it he worked. grabbed the dog. He somehow, dropped, he dropped yeah. the dog, and, and the human squared up to it. You'll have to look this up on yeah. YouTube. It's real. He squared up to it, and he punched the kangaroo in yeah. the face. 
and the kangaroo backed up. He was combating, and, just... and it just stood there. It didn't know what to do, and the guy like got to run away. But it was like a very viral, it's like video. a boxing match between the yeah. kangaroo yeah, and the guy. Awesome. Yeah, that would be. Uh, I would say if the kangaroo once it got attacked together, the guy would be in a lot of trouble. Oh yeah, if yeah he, he, he got out of there real quick. Yeah, a great gray kangaroo or, or a red kangaroo from Australia. Um, you know, watch the fights where they fight each other. I mean, they bring in their their back feet. It, you, we'd be smoked. I mean, we're definitely the mm-hmm. the softest thing out in the animal kingdom. So, oh, yeah. so he he was actually probably a little bit lucky to 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 survive oh, and and save his dog. You know, not come out with a lot more kangaroo scratches all over him. That's for sure. Well, and as as a species, you're only as good as your weakest link. We have certain species in the human race who don't even like to get off the couch every now and then, like you know, people we know. So it's yeah. like, you know, that, right when you say the humans are the softest species, but that guy did get lucky against the kangaroo. I mean, I don't know why we're why we're betting on the UFC. I would say let's watch two kangaroos fight. Yeah. And you, you pick one and whoever wins in the kicking match, you know, that's yeah. the winner. Yeah, you guys don't. You guys don't know that in this new world, that's not allowed. Humans can beat yeah. the heck out of each other at UFC, but uh, you better yeah. not better not stick two kangaroos in a in a no in a ring. Just saying, but I mean, do what you want. Oh, yep. No, no, this this is more. If it happens, we're going to get in on it and watch. Not you know, if it happens in nature, we're not going to plan it out and make them do it. Definitely illegal. illegal. Yes, to do it. Yes, clarification. Yes, clarification. we're not going to do this on purpose. But if it we there's some way to see if they naturally do it, well. And then we're you know, just observers. There you go. Observers. You, you just made you just made it politically correct. So okay, exactly. We yeah we 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 got back on track yes. there, but we almost got you, canceled. Uh, so yeah. Did you have any other questions for him before we did rapid fire? Um, I I guess I want to ask you one thing. You've been to a lot of places, uh, specifically in the Pacific, Pacific Northwest, in a lot of woods. Have you ever seen Bigfoot? <laughs> no, no, I have not. I, mean, I, I cannot. Uh, I, I can honestly yeah. say I've never seen sign of Bigfoot. Uh, yeah, uh, but I think it it's great for television ratings, and if right. people want to yeah. watch, you know, endless shows of never finding the treasure, never finding yep. the Bigfoot. Uh, you know, yeah. have at it. I mean, great if it entertains people, perfect. But uh, right, but I have never seen any indication uh, or sign of of uh, Yeti, Bigfoot, abom- abominable snowman. Right, Jack Link's beef Sasquatch. Yeah, the Jack Jack Link's guy. You never seen him in the woods. Yeah, Yeah, I I asked that very sarcastically. I'm not sitting here like, I'm I'm a Bigfoot believer. You have had this, I've seen it before. Well, if if anyone would see signs of Bigfoot, it's probably you. Yeah, so everywhere you've been and everything you've done. So, yeah, I was just very curious. I I would, you know, and, and also because I'm interested in the cultures in these places, if there was any, you know, sense that they believed in it, uh, then I would, I would know about that too. And I've never right. seen that either. I, I think you can find people in any culture that will tell you or mm-hmm. want to believe, or they saw yeah. it. And I'm not doubting they saw Bigfoot. I mean, they, I'm sure they did. Um, I have never seen Bigfoot or anything that looks like that and no sign and never heard of anybody that, um, lives in those places that, that, um, has looked me in the eye and said, yeah, I saw but yeah. it doesn't mean they don't exist. And uh, right. Hey, right. We'll, we'll leave, we'll leave that one open. Well, it's the, an open book right now. Listeners to decide. Who knows? But, um, Jim, this has been a blast. The last thing we want to do with you is our signature segment here on. It's a bit called the rapid fire. We're just going to ask you 10 really quick questions. Answer them as fast as you possibly can. Are you ready to go? 
I'm all over it. I can't wait. All right. So. All right. So you are on a deserted island all by yourself. What type of alcohol would you choose to have for you, the rest of your existence on the island? Uh, hazy IPA, probably citrusy Ooh. if I had my choice. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good answer. Uh, how many fourth graders could you fend off in self-defense? <laughs> my my honor would, would uh, dictate that I don't fight fourth graders. I just let them right. overwhelm me. So probably one. Okay. Right. And I wouldn't okay. fight it off, so... Mm-hmm. That that that's that is respectful. Yes. I think that's the first thing we've gotten that mm-hmm. one. Respectful um, answer. We like it. Favorite hunt of all time. Anything with uh, you know family is those are the memories that last forever. My father, I'd, he's passed away, but I would give anything to be able to spend time in the wild, the woods with him again. Right, and that that's actually interesting. Going to the next question, if you could eat dinner with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Uh, my my soulmate, my wife of thirty six years, oh. Louise. We call her Nana Louise. Yeah, yeah. She, she's. Uh, I fell in true love with her. Yeah. The first instant I ever saw her, knew I was going to marry her after the first date, and and still head over heels in love with her after all this time. Incredible. That's a very good answer. Yeah, yeah, very good. Very answer. romantic. Uh, does pineapple belong on pizza? I think it should be mandatory. Really? Mandatory. Oh, mandatory. You pulled out the M word. Yep. The mandatory word. You yeah. are, a lot of people might be going after you right now as we speak. Yeah. After that answer. You know, the the pizza police can do what they want. Pineapple yep. should be on pizza always. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Um, if you were given an all expenses paid trip to Cleveland, Ohio, would you take it? <laughs> uh, you know, with all due respect to everybody that lives in Cleveland, Ohio, there would have to be a very good reason for me to go there. Uh, and, and I get I get offered all expense paid trips to some of the most exotic location around the world. And I turn those down. So everybody yeah. in Cleveland, okay. Ohio, no. don't, that don't puts get angry with me. It, it's not about Cleveland, Ohio. It's just that after... It's not you, it's me. It, that's yeah. right. Three, it's, it's, there you go. Yeah. That's perfect. Can't 300 days a year on the road for 25 years. It's hard to get me out of here just because you're paying expenses. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, you're gonna need something more than that. Yep. Uh, what's more realistic, ghosts or aliens? Uh, aliens. Okay. Uh, would you rather? This is interesting because you you work all over the world. But would you rather walk to work in high heels or have to drive your car or other vehicle to work in reverse? Uh, well, I mean, I can drive. I drive a 820 horsepower Shelby F150 truck, so I can be at work very quickly driving backwards or forwards, and I can. I can drive backwards just as fast as I can drive forwards using mirrors. So I, I can't right. I can't see how wearing high heels would even remotely compete with that. But yeah. I, you know, maybe there's people well, who want to walk in high heels. I don't know. Certainly not me. And we're we're both truck guys too, and we take a lot of pride in not only being truck guys, but being able to use the mirrors effectively. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to. If you're, yes. if you're you have to. Yeah. Looking over your shoulder, you don't know how to drive. You don't know how to you shouldn't be yeah. in reverse. Yeah, you shouldn't even be behind the wheel. You shouldn't have a truck. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't be driving. You don't deserve yeah. it. Yeah, maybe maybe you can wait till the smart yes. car wave hits. Yep. Um, last question on here: if, if a movie was made about your life, who would play you? Oh well, who I'd like it to be would be Chris Helmsworth, but uh, mm-hmm. who, probably uh, Jeff Bridges. You know, if yeah, older me, cool. maybe uh, Robert De Niro. Uh, yeah, I, but yeah. I, I'd probably end up with with somebody like Brad Pitt playing the part. 
Ugh. Right. Why not? Right. Yeah. Mo- well, that would be the most realistic, right? And that wouldn't be a bad thing, Brad Pitt. That movie would sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't, yeah. don't hold your breath. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, but yeah, Jim, this has been a blast. Um, any any final words to say to the to the listeners? I know you have a few shows on on TV. Anything you want them to check out? Because you you definitely have the resume for you know that's worth someone to see what you do in in your everyday life. It, it's it's awesome. Sure. Yeah. I mean, everybody Google uh, a song called Jim, it's by Jim Shockey, me called Howl With Me. If you want a, okay. a politically incorrect three minutes, uh, you can listen to that song. It actually went to number one on the iTunes blues charts in October wow. of 2018. So, Sweet. so there, there you go. You, there's another part. You, you guys didn't even question me on that part, but uh, you can go there yeah. and and while you're at it, check out the Hand of Man Museum. That's where you are right now. That's our museum here on Vancouver Island. Uh, love to see all of you younger generation coming to see the, this museum. Fabulous place. Yeah. yeah, and we will use the Google Maps we invented to get there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. We, col- uh, Perfect. we collectively inter- uh, invented it, so we uh, will definitely use that. Right. I take full right. credit. Yeah. No. Yeah. C- congratulations, yes. hand in hand. All right, folks, we're going to take a really quick break this has been a blast with jim we'll be right back all right fucking go that was absolutely worth waiting the entire fucking game for absolutely electric titanic bit is coming i love the city of vegas but fuck their hockey team go wild go Go fireball and go working on mondays all right everyone welcome back to it's a bit super fun interview with jim shockey Guy knows a lot. He's been to a lot of places. Just gives you know us young people some some great insight to to kind of the world around us and how we need we need to experience more of it. We need to run into more bears. Uh, speaking of, I actually did see a bear this weekend. And I was did you? Like, That's I, almost ironic. Yeah, like dude, but it was not nearly as big as the bears he encountered. Oh yeah, but and they're probably a lot more scared here in Minnesota. But I'm like, oh, that's weird. I, black bear, you, brown bear, grizzly. What'd you see? Black bear, black bear. I saw Bigfoot. Ooh, no. He asked Jim Shockey if Bigfoot exists. He's like, I have not even run into one person who even believes in Bigfoot. I'm like, thank you. The, yeah, that 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 bit though. It's a good Jake. TV show though. Yeah, you asked like like Bigfoot. one of the best big game hunters who's alive in America right now. If he's, he's been everywhere, seen big, or if he believes in it, or he sees like I've seen no sign, I've seen nothing. He pretty much he, he it's a bunch of bullshit. He's alive in the world. He is yes. he is from Canada, but he he goes everywhere. He works yep. he works yep. on the road. He's gone down to freaking like Paraguay and like Europe and shit like Egypt that. and stuff. Yeah, yeah dude, he's, he's hunted he's been everywhere. everywhere. It's jealous, but it's awesome. Um, to kind of close out the show here, guys, we're gonna do a reoccurring bit called Two Truths and a Lie with three news articles I find online. I go to HuffPost. There's all sorts of interesting shit they post that are real events. I take two of the headlines. From there, I make one up. You guys have to guess which one's false. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I love this bit. Okay. I concur. I don't uh, I don't really click into them, though, because if I were to do that, the one that was false, I feel like I would screw it up at that point when I try to provide color to it. So, um, so I'll just give you the, he- the headlines, and we'll kind of talk through each one. But the first one... Here is Japanese town decides giant squid statue is best use of COVID-19 relief funds. So I'm going to generally assume, like I said, I don't click into them. I'm going to, I'm going to assume they raised a bunch of money for COVID relief and they could have spent it on anything, you know, maybe updated medical technology, maybe, you know, the food pantry vaccines, vaccines, but they spent it on this massive pink like squid they put in town square aren't aren't the japanese like they're they're fond of like tentacle porn and shit like i mean i don't know I, are to they me, to me like hentai what the fuck's that shit you're thinking of tentacle 
tentacle porn. Tentacle porn. Hentai is like what, like fucking like anime? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. There, there's some weird fucking shit into octopus. Dude, I know that for okay, sure. That, yeah. well, that ten- tentacle it would make sense, sense if it were, if, if true. Yeah. I to my phone. Yeah, GG. Rip. All right. That's the first one. All right. The second one is a Mississippi man claims the government cheated him out of winning the Powerball. I mean, the government so, cheats a lot of people out of a lot of things. Like, yeah, like he sense. won the numbers. The they, they didn't validate it. Uh, something like that. The third one, I always, I always look for a Florida one because these are always the best. Florida woman survives being hit by a flying turtle. <laughs> now, was she just hit by one or was she like bit? Hit. Or hit. They use the word hit. H-I-T. So, so flying turtle. What it, is a flying turtle? Was I it don't, I, hallucinating? She was probably on drugs or bath salts. And she said, I was hit by a flying turtle, ma'am. Right. Ma'am. Just and walks into the news arrested. desk. Yeah. Yeah. She walks to the news station. She tries to get in. Ma'am, you got to leave. And, and she's yelling, I got a story for you. I was hit by a flying turtle. Yeah. You're the third woman. Yeah. This you're week also to say tripping that. on bath salts. So yeah, I don't know salts. how credible you are. I remember Bates uh, from 10K takes. He, uh, 10,000 takes. He, uh, he posted like a Florida man article recently. And mm. there's a commenter there saying, like, Search Florida man and your birthday, and sure as shit. Eddie yeah, Dave, we did that on the show yeah, once. It was so funny. Yeah, any, any date you put in, something absolutely mind blowing shows up yeah. every single day. You yeah. could you could sit there, go January first, and the January second, all the way to December thirty first, and you will find everything. Yep. yep. So it's crazy. To recap, we got the Japanese town, the COVID relief with the giant squid statue, the Mississippi man claiming the government cheated him out of winning the Powerball, and the Florida woman surviving the flying turtle. Which one do you guys think is false? First of all, I mean, you did a good job at this one. I, I remember. I know. Going, I've, we, I've been sucking at it, so yeah. I put some real time into this week. Yeah, and you did, like, all three are, like, you're, like good location. Like, Mississippi? Like, what? Like, like I mean, I don't know. You just actually chose good locations and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have no clue, actually, which one of these could be fake. I can kind of believe the Japanese one because, like, uh, they always do some weird shit in Japan if you've ever watched their television programs. Yeah. I mean, Jake. Programs. Are, are, what are you leaning towards here? Uh, well, I think I think... A Mississippi man claiming the government makes makes uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, I think a lot of people probably feel that they were cheated out by the government, and they always try to uh, create a whole conspiracy create a conspiracy to get money. So who knows if this guy actually won a Powerball or even bought a ticket? He's just saying it. So I think that one's probably true. That one isn't. That one you could put. I mean, that's probably a mainstream news story every week in Mississippi. Um, let's let's be honest. Florida woman survives by being hit by a flying turtle. It's uh, Florida, so you can't, can't rule it out. It is Florida, so anything can fucking happen in Florida, man. I, I don't know. You could literally say Florida woman or Florida man, after, and anything after it, it would it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that one, though. You're going to go with number three? Yes, I just haven't heard of flying turtles too often. Right, but she could be on fucking drugs. She could be. I'm just saying, I, don't I just know. haven't heard of I it just too heard much. Japan is really struggling right now with COVID, and they're trying to... They're they're actually there's a board or something that's trying to push to delay the Olympics again because they're so behind on vaccinations that I don't know if they would. Well, they need the people to build stuff too, right? Or did they have it all ready, like the stadiums? Because I, I, I know that's a lot of work. No, no, they got money. they got. I think they got everything ready because they were supposed to have it last summer, right? But they they're so behind on vaccines and vaccinations and their cases are going up. I don't know if they would just build the giant squid. 
uh, for no reason. But then again, it's a weird ass story. I literally just yesterday, you know how like if you're on Facebook and like they'll just throw a bunch of random videos on your feed sometimes. Yeah, it was a Japanese fucking television show, and all the people on the oh, show, oh, do those shows, the Japanese game shows. Yes, they, they, everyone there had no clue that they were obviously on TV, right? So what what they did was the person would click a button to go into an elevator. They'd step into an elevator, and the floor would just fucking collapse, and they'd go onto a giant slide and slide into like a little fuzzy pit, right? Oh my Dude, god, that, that would be terrifying. They would literally what they did. It was like, they would slow mo the person falling, and all of them just had like the look of like I'm about to fucking die. Yeah, I think most and people would. And, 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 and they had like laugh tracks and shit in the background. I'm like, dude, these people think they're gonna fucking <laughs> die. Don't. Well, this is so fucked up, like, dude. I just, I just can't like just like Florida when it comes to Japan. I just can't rule anything. It's kind of the out. wild west with stuff like that. Both in all three of these locations. Two of them are in the south. The other ones in another country. Right, well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Florida, Jake. What are you gonna go with? I am shit. You're shit. Oh man, you you know what? I'm gonna go with number one, Japan, Japan and Florida. Well, first off, before I say the answer, credit to me because usually you guys find it right away. You sniff it out right yeah. away. You guys actually had to deliberate on this one, yeah. and you both landed on different guesses, which I don't think has happened. Yeah, but to my credit, it was, number it was number two. I made two, up yeah. number two. So yes, the Japanese squid thing was real, and it had a picture, dude. This thing was wow. fucking huge, and it was pink. <laughs> it was in the middle of like a town, and I guess it's like a big squid town, and squid is like yeah, a it's it's, it's, so it's how, the resource they provide and how they make money. So they wanted to honor that, but they use COVID money, which doesn't. How far do you go back sense. to find these headlines too? You do you have? Like um, a, I think the furthest one I went back was in April. Okay. So yeah. th- this was these things are recent. Okay. Somewhat. Yep. That sounds good. And the Florida woman getting hit by a flying turtle, I laughed my tits off when I saw that. And the picture, actually, there was another one too that said a woman in Florida pretended to be a college student and was handing out flyers telling people to follow her Instagram on like uh, at Florida she was State just or cracked something. Out. Yeah. Like, so this woman I was going to use that one too, but the flying turtle one was too funny. I started laughing out loud immediately after I read that, and I'm like. I'm going to throw that one in there. But, yeah, the Mississippi man one was fake. Although, who knows? that? I guarantee there's been at least one guy in Mississippi who claims he didn't win the Powerball because of the government. See, I, he, I, he also chose, like, you chose, like, a great state. Like, I feel like I, – I'm pretty sure, and, again, don't quote me on this, but in terms of, like, the United States, like, poverty list, yes. Mississippi is higher on it. And there's a correlation right. between, um, I guess, poor, poor places in the United yes. States and the Powerball and the lottery and shit like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What, I, I didn't realize the that. The whole theory out it. there is the government just – has all this like gambling stuff to feed off the poor to make money yeah. off the poor people yeah. but so that would make 100 percent that that just makes complete sense to me i would have thought you guys happened. chose the squid one but that was almost too out there to rule out as fake like it would almost seem like i was trying too hard yeah, so I, was, right. I was really looking hard i was details. thinking relevant and normally like, yeah normally when you have like one of like one that's the one that's not it like the details just don't 100 percent add up but that was the mississippi one like that yeah. was perfect that was perfect yeah. That was a good one. You got us. We were like, I we were like four guys. and that was, that, Yeah, I was going to say that like, was, I'm like one it. and four now. I got the same yes. record as the softball team. Yeah. So that's two things in my life that are going <laughs> the same way. But I think we're going to call that an episode once again, guys. The Wild Watch Party is at Big Wood Brewing in Big Wood. White Bear Lake on this Saturday, <laughs> May 22nd, 6 o'clock p.m. We're going to be doing live stuff. We got the fun. Wild Game on a huge TV against the Golden Knights. And we're going to be there all night. It's going to be a party, you know. Come meet us. Come hang out. We'd love to meet some of you guys. Um, and, yeah, and then uh, the Kirill Kaprizov puck, that'll be going until the Wilder out of the playoffs, which I said will be the Stanley Cup. So go to Twitter, retweet that, 
Come to the event Saturday at 6. And just have yourselves a lovely week. So thanks again for listening to another episode of It's a Bit presented by 10,000 Takes. I was your host, as always, Boss Man, JJ and Wags. Join me. Follow us on social media, 10K Takes Anywhere. Go to the website, www.10ktakesmn.com. Uh, you can read the blogs there, and we sell the Benino shirts. The Benino, Benino, Benino shirts are live, so buy yep. them there while they're still available. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, hot. we're not gonna make any of them after we sell out unless we do. That's the only situation where we do make shirts. Is if we do very, very specific, we explain ourselves well. Yep. So nice and ambiguous. Do you guys have any final thoughts? You know, I just hope the uh, that we see you at Big Wood Brewery. Yep. It's a fun place. It's a great name. And uh, the Wild are going to be sweeping the Vegas Gold Knights that night. Yep. Fingers crossed, but Jake may have just jinxed us because apparently we have that power. Full circle, yes. yes. We do have the power to jinx. Full circle. And take fireball shots on a Sunday. All right, folks. Thanks again for listening to another episode of It's a Bit. We'll talk to you all later.